Hello and welcome to Edge of Empire, a Horus Heresy podcast. Hello and welcome to Edge of Empire. Uh, tonight it's me, Graham Mills, joined by my erstwhile brother, Chris. Hello. And my long-suffering friend, Michael. Uh, suffering's right. Suffering. Surely those, surely those should be the other way around. Your long-suffering brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes, that's true. But erstwhile sounds pretty cool. Rather yeah, than okay, just, I'll take know, erstwhile. Erstwhile's not so bad. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Uh, just to, for those of you, first time, this is the podcast all around things heresy and all of the shenanigans going on with that on a monthly basis so in tonight's uh, quick fire episode we are going to have a look at uh, this month's new releases from forge world and games workshop we've also been running through our usual update of all the various heresy things that we have been up to this month uh, we're going to also be running through the month's news and all of the comings and goings uh, in the world of business and how Fordwell are doing and new things and new and exciting things going on, as well as stuff from the community. And we'll also be looking at this month's upcoming releases from Black Library in the book section. And for this month's list challenge, what we're going to do is uh, Graham, Graham, well, that'll be me then. You can tell I'm reading this, can't you, folks? Uh, I and Chris will be uh, talking through the lists that we're going to take to our own event, which does sound slightly... Um, I don't know, nepotistic, I suppose. Uh, but we're going to go through those. And we're also going to uh, have a quick whiz through all of the lists that we've got in and uh, pick our favourite ones because there's been some crackers in there. So There, that's there are good. some interesting ones in there, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, well, and sort of give it's a, only a week away. It's only a week away. I know. Oh. It's scary, scary not amount of time. Now, compared to this time in March where we were considerably more panicky. Uh, we um, were on the beach. Well, you may have been. We were. Figuratively. Um, yeah. Um, we, we we certainly feel that we're a bit further ahead, but that is the advantage of running the same event twice for all you event organisers out there. And finally, once we've gone through all of that and had our various discussions, uh, we'll be looking at what other events are coming up in the UK uh, over the next uh, 12 months, I guess. Yeah. So um, the only thing that uh, we do have to say at this point uh, somewhat uh, against my wishes is that uh, i am <laughs> i've been removed from booking hotels for us on our various travels and this uh, is because for those of you who are regular it's a, listeners, um, it's a i think I, it's I think a pretty damn good reason yeah. i managed to book us into a hotel that had previously been used by and i'm going to use the words alleged uh, <laughs> russian chemical weapons spetnez operators who used uh, chemical weapons and had co- actually they found traces of chemical weapons in the hotel that we stayed at now in the hotel thinking, graham they found chemical weapons in a hotel i know now you may be thinking well it's a hotel it's a big thing but this hotel is not massive <clears throat> this is a, a, a basic like a converted townhouse so you know there's a probably a one in 20 chance that they were in the room that we were in and i've stopped worrying about that about now i assume that but weirdly enough, right, I just want to say this, this we went to the uh, London Heresy event and that was in May? Yeah, yeah this year. May, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and this um, a, alleged 
chemical weapons attack happened in March. Yep. I, and they said, oh, they've been in there and they cleaned it up and everything was fine. Did I see this on TripAdvisor? No. Did I, Nijinsky's? Absolutely. You would have thought, somebody said, oh, I've stayed there, but there were loads of policemen in biohazard suits. Probably best to give it a miss. I would have seen that TripAdvisor review and gone, do you know what? Let's just go and stay in the travel lodge. Never mind the cost, lads. I'll cover it. Well, but so, no. uh, the one thing I found really quite funny in the news coverage was they were asking people who'd stay there up until the week before we were there to get in contact with the police. Yeah, that's worrying, isn't so it? it was that like, is kind of worrying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, no, they're all dead, actually. <laughs> they can't. <Yeah. laughs> no wonder the... I mean, the guy was not exactly the... I would say that he probably failed the School of Customer Service on numerous occasions, actually. Um, not the most uh, welcoming of uh, hotel hosts. Would you not agree, there, gents? There was oh, a hotel host? Yeah. It was not. He was not best pleased. But anyway, it was slightly surreal, if I'm honest with you, reading that article and then thinking, oh, that's, that name's familiar. And then checking and thinking, seeing the picture and going, oh, my goodness, we stayed there. So there you go. Not only, dear listener, do we bring you the latest news and information and our insightful and witty insights into all things heresy, we risk life and limb, basically like... It's like Istvan Five all over again. Yeah. As far as as far as we were nearly so virus bombed. We were nearly virus bombed for this show. So just do you remember that? Anyway, if that isn't worth a, a if you a want to see our, our review of the hotel, I think we put a video up on Facebook at the time. We did. I think it might have been deleted, but um, we have a video. Yes, because it was it was a fairly scathing review. But you know, it was cheap, guys. It was cheap, and that's yes. That's, that's anyway, why the Russians. Let us. Yes, I think that was it. I think it was more likely that there was no CCTV because it had been probably ripped out and sold. So <laughs> let us <laughs> let us uh, move on very quickly uh, into the world of new releases. So, Michael, you are a man who has his ear to the digital ground, as it were. What's been going on? Okay. Uh, okay, so d- new, new releases. We've had, we've actually had a few, some from Games Workshop and some from Forge World themselves. So the first one is, uh, Miss Kroll, um, Janita Kroll, the Knight Commander of the Silent Sisterhood. So, oh, she does good. Oh, she it's does. A, it's a good looking model. It certainly is. I like, I like that model. It's a, it is cast like. Yeah, I've not been sold on. On, on her initially, uh, in, oh, sorry, I've not been sold on the Silent Sisterhood initially, but after seeing yeah. her, I'm like, yeah, I could play Silent Sisters. Yeah, see, I've got I've got a few of them kicking about from various uh, Prospero sets. I think I've probably got about twenty or thirty of them that I haven't put together. And I'm thinking, actually, that would be pretty cool. Um, you know, that is a good looking army, and of course, it fits my ability to paint silver very nicely. So yeah, um, no extra paints needed. Uh, absolutely not keep on going i think personally the problem <laughs> with silent sisters is because they don't really have the range at the minute you know they're very yeah. barren yeah they need they need something that's a good choice of words um <laughs> <laughs> they um they don't have anything they they're an army that is an accompaniment to something else aren't they by their yeah. and they by their very design they're not an well, army that I, it's not that they don't have the units i think they've got the units okay they just don't have the models right okay i'm with you so they can they it. take uh, 
Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, they, they've got some excellent units. They just don't have models for them yet. Like there's one where they uh they've got um or, or they've got like uh, birds or something or was it dogs? I think they've got know. dogs. Yeah, some sort of animal companion. Right. Okay. And of course they don't have those because the only figures you can get are the odd character. And is it just the plastics? Is that it? Uh, they've got yeah. the plastics. There is an they've upgrade got kit, I believe. An upgrade kit to give them the two pistols, two bolt pistols. Right. And they got the acquisitor. And now do you need to crawl? Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm with you. So still some way to go. All right. But anyway, uh, it is a great looking model. And uh, she does, I think it would She it. does look super cool. She looks. She looks delicate, but you wouldn't want to mess with her, which I think is exactly the sort of. Yeah. She's got the, the, the sort of Uma, Thur- Uma Thurman in Kill Bill look about her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I prefer her with with her with the help with the um you know the face mask on though. Mm. Not not so keen on her without that. I think she looks a bit Eldari. Okay, well whatever takes your fancy, bro. Uh, far be it from us to query. Yeah, <laughs> let's bring up the game. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, so that was that. So I think we all agree that's a very nice model. And actually, yeah. I played against somebody with not the model but proxying the model from the plastics and she's no slouch in in the game either so a good model around so the next things to come our way were of course the uh, the big news i guess was the uh reaver battle time yeah 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 so do you want, i didn't get any so talk us through it, michael uh well they're 35 pound uh from games workshop or 28 pounds at element games um mm-hmm. they're in very short supply uh a lot of Why a lot of um, uh, you know independents ran out. Mm. Um, they did. I, 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 I felt foul of that, didn't I? Or didn't well, I've get seen if they didn't order enough in advance. Well, I've seen pictures of people buying like seven or eight at a time. So will they be around for some time? I mean, these aren't a limited yeah, edition. Yeah, yeah. They're a they're construction model, but there were okay, um, cool. There'd be any standard line kind of thing. Yeah, but they okay. were for a while. They weren't available at all. On the Games Workshop website, uh, they're back. Yeah, on there I, now. I all right, cool. Because I ordered mine from a local um, gaming shop, and unfortunately, he, he fell foul of that not ordering enough or in time, and I, I didn't get my order. So I decided to buy a case instead. But um, <laughs> there we go. So not only have they got that. So what else is there, Michael? Sorry, mate. Yeah, well, I just want to talk about the um. Oh yes, the river itself. Have you put yours together. I put them together i literally just undercoated them so well you know primed mm-hmm. them yesterday but they are right. fantastic models um beautiful just exactly like the um you know the big one um the, the are they easy to put together or they, yeah um, they yeah they're reasonably or? easy to put together i think the um the warlord was better to put together you know it was a more right. enjoyable project but this one these were just as good you know in terms of going okay. together so easily everything was designed so well but the the arms are not magnetizable easily. They are um they're ball joints. Oh uh, no. That's so, a pain. So to do because obviously the twenty eight mil model has ball joints and they've kept it the same. Ah. Got you. So to oh, that's, magnetize that's pain, mine, what I did was I took the um is I basically cut off the top half of the ball and replace it with a magnet. <coughs> right, Mrs. 
Right, I see what you mean. Okay, and then um, okay, yeah, that and then shove the magnet in the hole. You're not making this easy, you know that, don't you? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but that this, works, I'm, I'm and what... you get you get two weapons with it. So, sorry, you get you Got actually that. get three weapons with it. You get the fist, you get the um, Gatling Gatling laser, and you get the the, the turbo laser destroyers. All oh, right, cool. So you get and then um, few different weapons in that. Oh, and the apocalypse. I mean, they're not. They're not a huge amount of money, are they? I mean, I suppose twenty-eight pounds is still a fair chunk of change, but it's not, you know, it's not a model that you think actually I might get one and buy another one with a different weapon set because it's not, a, you know, an, an enormous. Uh, not like you're spending a hundred pounds to buy another one or something like that. Yeah. How it's, big it's... are the ball joints? Just out of interest. Just going back one section. Uh, I don't know the exact size, but Cause... what I used was the five by one magnets I bought for the um, okay. for the warlord. Yeah. I said I just cut off half the ball. Of the ball joint, put a magnet on there, put a magnet into the, the socket, and it just does that. I mean, yeah, it, it could have been better because my modeling skills aren't the best, but it does the job. Yeah, it makes more sense. Just, yeah, if you get some it. sphere magnets because you know they are out there, but I don't know if you can get them that small. Uh, you might be able to. Mm, interesting. I don't really know much about magnets. Now, well, you are Mr. Magneto after your. Uh, fantastic... They're a very polarizing co- topic. <laughs> after your. Um, well, after putting your uh, Orion dropship together, complete with uh, magnets from the nether regions. They're quite incredible. Anyway, yeah, right. moving on. Yeah, so we have a few more uh, battle, uh, you know, stuff for Titanicus, uh, but a lot of this stuff is direct only. So, uh, well, in fact, it's all direct only. Um, you got the Titan weapons card pack. Um, for the Warlord, ti- for, sorry, for the Reaver Titan. Um, yep. And that gets you 26 cards. You get three Power Fists, three Reaver Titan Chain Fists, uh, two, t- labor destru- two Turbo Laser destru- Destructors, two Vulcan Mega Bolters, two Warp Missile Supports, Rat Cards, three Gatling Blasters, three Laser Blasters, three Volcano Cannon Cards, and three Melter Cannon Cards. So there's more cards than there are weapons. So that would be the assumption that there's weapons on the way. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. The the, the weapons are. They said that all the weapons will be getting done. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, the, uh, it was said at Warhammer Fest Europe, but uh, you know I take this with uh, and Forge World. Um, you know, through by talking to the staff that the weapons that already exist in 28 mil scale will be done in plastic, with other weapons being done in resin. But oh, yeah. I take that with a pinch of salt because, you know, I got that second hand. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, you've got the weapons, which are pretty... Pr- the weapon cards, which are pretty vital. Um, you get some yep. in the rule pack or the Grandmaster box. Um, okay. But, you know, if you want more than one Titan, you're probably going to want two lots of cards, I think. Yeah. Right, I'm with you. Because, yeah, because you want three of these, don't you? One of these, I can't remember the you want ratio. Two, you want two and... Reaver Battle Titans, really. Two Reaver Battle Titans, three Warlords. Sorry, three Warhounds and a Warlord, wasn't it? That was the sort of thing I was going to go for. Oh, the Warhounds come in, come in uh, two packs. Right, of course they do. Warlords come in, and, sorry, Warhounds come in two packs. Yeah, two packs, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so what else have we got? the Terminal Pack, so five Terminals, so Reaver Battle Titans, 15 quid. Um, exactly what it says in the tin, it's just... It's just the, the the terminals. Okay, yeah. That's it. Uh, and then you've got the um, Miradon, 
Battle Maniple Command Terminal, which is uh, the terminals to set up that p- particular Maniple, which is one Warlord, and I think it's four... No, sorry, it's three, no, it's warlord, two warlords. three warlord Titans and two Reaver Titans. Crikey, that's a, mm. that's a big old punch, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, three warlords. Really. I think it's yeah. two Whew. standard as a warlord type. Two two warlord titans, one optional, one reaver, one optional. So, okay, right, with you. Okay, very good. And then uh, that was it for uh, for Titanicus. Um yep. What else was available? Oh, the Black Library weekender ticket, seventy five quid. That seemed quite a lot to me, but maybe I'm just being, you know. Mm, okay. I don't know. You think, yeah, because what you, I mean, it's that thing. What are you getting for your money? Well, that's just entrance, isn't it? Well, we'll cover Black Library uh, Weekender in the news. But yeah, it's seven right, okay, cool. a ticket. Plenty, uh, still right. available from direct from Black Library. Um, yeah. So, okay, we'll cover uh, yeah, that later. Uh, you basically, you get entry to the event, all the seminars, Saturday night entertainment, and an exclusive goodie bag. Certainly, would have to be some serious entertainment on Saturday night. Are so you all just getting up and dancing? I was going to say, I would expect yeah. some dancing at the it's, very it's, least. You know, then we've got seventy-five quid. Yeah. Then we've got a Games Workshop release. Um, you've got the uh, Imperial Knight Preceptor, who is replacing the standard Imperial Knight kit. It's ninety-five pounds. Oh, it? Sorry, I didn't realize it was replacing it. Uh, yeah, builds. All, well, that's what my store manager told me, but. Yeah, whether he builds everything, doesn't it? Builds everything, builds everything, and it's the same price 95 quid or 80 pounds. Okay, so what you just need this one, and you can build a warden, whatever, gallant, warder, gallant, crusader, yeah, you name it, all of them, preceptor as well. And obviously, the preceptor, they said that the Dominus Knights and the Armagers are getting rules for 30k, so why wouldn't the preceptor? So, yeah, we'll that's see. true with that big weird gun thing it's got on the side. Yeah, okay. Does yeah, it yeah. come with a little fella? Yes, it comes oh, with a little fella. Yeah. Oh, and cool. you can put a, a gun on the inside. He can sit in the yeah, he can sit inside, can't he? Yeah, yeah, he can sit in the cockpit. Okay, I'm gonna have a look at this because I'm intrigued now. Very cool. That is pretty awesome, actually. That's a good figure. I mean, 95 notes is you know, isn't chump change, is it? So it's an investment. Um, and I suppose the other thing, of course, is to remember that the I think the Renegade sets are still hoofing about, aren't they? Which is two of these for about thirty quid more. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Is Renegade still about? Yeah. I know they re-released it again, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they re-released it. So, I, I just wasn't yeah, sure I guess... if it was still around. Uh, it's not on the. It's, it's not on the Games Workshop not site. Not on the Games Workshop uh, anymore. Okay. Um, so, okay. so it must. So it must be gone. Um, cool. I'm just checking on um, on uh, Element Games, see if they've got it. Right. Um, Renegade, Renegade, unavailable. Oh well, fair enough. So must okay, so that's you know, your chances there. But there's usually a couple of hoofing about on the eBay and stuff. But yeah, yeah basically, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, get these from Element Games, eighty pounds for a night, basically, and uh, all good. What else have we got? Then? Yeah, they, quite, they've, still got the old, they've still got the old kits listed on um, listed on a um, Games Workshop. So right, okay. So uh, the eighty-five quid basic one is is direct only, but for an extra tenner, you get the stuff to build the extra stuff. So I don't see yeah. why you would even buy that kit. So if you can if you magnetize it, then you're laughing, really, aren't you? Because then you can just swap it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
definitely definitely uh okay so what else have we got released we've got the uh imperial knight transfer sheet direct only um that uh gives you some mechanicus house uh transfers um gives you transfers <laughs> for a couple of other houses uh hawk shroud uh house griffith although they weren't around during the uh uh, during the uh, heresy, so um, and some various other Forge World titles and manufacture dates, no, kill markings, cool. and campaigning. You know, it's twelve quid for a transfer sheet. I bought it because when I built my first Imperial Knight, I built Gerantius, and then when I went to get the transfer sheet, he was gone. So right. those, dra- those dragon little transfers are perfect for what I have in mind for my um, knights. Yeah. Oh, the House Griffith. Uh, for, my, yeah. for my Titans. No, no, I want the, oh, little, right. know, little, the little dragons that are on that. Oh, yeah. Like the... Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the shoulder ones. I like the, the white um, sort of Aquila shoulder ones are really yeah. nice, aren't they? But it's one, and I've, I've got four Titans, so you know, <laughs> I have to do a bit of bit of trade in there. But, yeah, very cool. Very cool I imagine there'll be lots of these bits that might be up for trade afterwards, because a lot of people like House Griffith, um, but they haven't been able to get the transfers until now. Got you. Okay. That's the one that uh, Duncan um, talks about all the time, and that's his night household. That is true, yes. Is okay. Uh, a bit of marketing. Then finally... We've so we got... actually have a Forge World release, well, other than um, Jimmy the Kroll. Silent Sister, Jimmy yeah. yeah. Uh, an Imperialist Militia Charnadon Battle Tank. Now, I think the yeah. millions of militia players that are out there are going to buy millions of these. Do you? I think they will. <laughs> are you just courting controversy in some sort of... Not at all. Shock, my... shock jock. I, I actually is... really love the model. I, I, I yeah. love the model. It is an incredible model. Um, I don't see it being that great for militia players myself, but for, um, as, yeah. for solar players. Solar players, yeah. I think we had a... We actually... This caused a fair bit of, well, apart from the cost and other aspects that, that came into this, it actually caused a, quite a lot of um, uh, discussion on our pages, didn't it? So the, the long and the short of it was that uh, nobody could really see the value in spending £70 on, you know, one to three of these, when actually they do a very similar job to a Lehman Russ, which is, you know, basically a plastic kit, yeah, so yeah. cheaper. Um so other than sort of rule of call, because it is a great looking model, I think. And if you had a auxiliary armor, uh, sorry, an auxiliary army anyway, you're already an oligarch or, you know, selling illegal substances via the Colombians to be able to afford it in the first place. So, <laughs> you know, other than that, it's a great looking model, as we mentioned. Um, there's some good options for it. Definitely from the um, auxiliary side, which you mentioned, Um and I did question as to whether you get all the weapon options uh, in the box, but yes, I think you, you said we did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we get so you can build all of these variants. You don't have to wait for another turret set, for example, or a weapons upgrade set for the Volkite Culverins and Calivers. So you can so, make it a cool, actually, cool model. I'm going to be a bit. I'm going to court even more controversy and say Ooh. the fact that it comes with all of its weapon options yes. as release probably makes it value for money. Uh, yeah, because uh, in a way, yes, I, because uh, other, otherwise, normally they would do the different weapons for the different turrets in different kits. Well, just to, you know, because I, I, I like to mention my arm as much as possible. Uh, Custos <laughs> for the grav tank. Yes. If I want to buy uh, the different turrets for that, if I go from Forge World, 
I have to buy two separate tanks completely. Yeah, that is a nonsense, isn't it? And, 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 yeah. and it's not like there are any other options to go for, is it? So, you know, no, not at all. You're stuck. So, yeah, it's, and, is the only and also, that tank is £85 in comparison to £68, but... I've got to say, though, for £85, that the, the Custodes Grav Tanks feel more of value for money than a £65 kind of slightly bigger than a Predator tank. But, oh, but anyway... Points-wise, more... points yeah. Well, no, just in terms of actual volume. I mean, the, the Grav Tanks from the Custodes feel like a significant model on your centrepiece, whereas these are going to be like a small squadron of little Predator, almost rhino-sized things. Aren't have, we, have we seen one in person? Yes, just, I have. I think uh, we yeah, have, haven't me, we? Me and, and the, um, at the, yeah. at the and they are, Open Day. Yeah, they are pretty much uh, the equivalent of a, a rhino in size. Oh, okay. All right. But they do look good. Um, and I'd like to say, if you've got a lot of money, you've got an auxiliary army anyway, um, these would be a, a nice thing to have. And it's a, it's nicely painted. Uh, I like the way that it's painted on the Forge website. So that's where we are with those. So a good release, a weird, slightly odd one when there's other things. But um, hopefully... Because there isn't, there aren't books for these. These are all download rules. Yeah, download rules, yeah, and, and you take them in squadrons of one to three. So, yeah, I mean, right. I mean, point, for, points wise, I think it comes in about. Is it for the auxiliary one? It's seventy-five points or something, isn't it per model? Uh, I think sixty-five it would, points. Sixty-five. You don't need the, to get for a, the base one, right? And I think that the Volkite um, Culvern is a free upgrade. I think. And I'm not sure about the size sponsors. It might be quite... the sponsors cost. I think it's like five points or something crazy, wasn't it? So hang on, I've got it here. So the mm-hmm. Volkite Culverin to the top is free. Yeah. Uh, the Volkite calibers are five pa- five points for each one. So seventy five points. So, hey, I've got that right. Um, so three of these are gonna are gonna rock in at two hundred and fifty. Oh, no, five. Okay. Five points for two. So basically, it says. Any Saturn pattern card on my exchange, both of its sponsored mounted lasers for either of the following sets of two weapon sponsors. Volkite calibers, plus five points per model. Yeah, okay. So it's five points for two. Yeah. Okay. So 70 points, so 210 points for three of these, which is yeah. actually about the cost of, in points, game points terms, roughly about the same as a Lehman Russ Vanquisher. Yeah. Roughly. I, I, I must admit, if I was a militia player, and I'm looking for another tank to my Lehman Ross. They're they're taking up a heavy support slot. I'd rather have a Malkador. Yeah, um, I agree. If I'm a if I'm a Solar Auxiliar player, some of my Lehman Rosses are in fast attack. So that is also true. So that there is, is another thing. I'm, I'm because they are, because they are sort of cheap. Yeah, especially if you're doing sort of armored armies, as I'm sure Graham, because you do um, armor breakthrough a lot. It's when yeah. you sort of when you spent the money on the big tanks points wise, and you've just got those awkward amounts of points left where you can't buy a big tank. Mm. Yes, that you is know, true. Points you, wise, they just yeah. fill that that little. Do you know what that space that, that we that, all there get. is that? That's a good point, actually, Chris. A really good point because there is always that sixty-five to seventy points that you always end up with, and you're thinking, "There's nothing that I have that will actually fit into that, so I'll just chuck some upgrades around to yeah. to make the points up." But actually, you're right. You know, having something that's you know isn't 200 points a drop does give you a little bit of flexibility. So yeah, really good point. So anyway, we're not entirely. Right, that's me done. Yeah, well done. Good point. 
uh, we're not entirely convinced but we could see the value in the auxilia with the Volkites and all round because they're weak, you know, Volkites are cool, they're, they're kind of a weird weapon, um, that's specific to 30k, so nice, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay, and that's, there uh, for releases. That, that's that's it for new releases, yeah. so obviously, hopefully, something will come out to well, essentially, yesterday when you're listening to this, and um. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that next month. So we'll move on. Actually, to what before you go, it's oh, going to yeah. be really scary. Is that when this comes out, we'll be doing Company of Legends. No, no, this comes out this Friday. We're doing a week early. Oh. Yeah, we're a week, well, we're not a week early because the schedule. It, I was uh, off by. You're a week. right. I'm uh, just, just. It's just me. Don't worry. Yeah. All right, cool. Carry on, sir. Okay, no problem. Let's move on to what we've been up to. <laughs> Cool, so let's get on to what we've been up to in the last month since we shared our lives with, your, with all you fine listeners. Uh, mm. I normally go first. Actually, I'm going to go last for a change. <laughs> and uh, Graham can go okay. first. So what have I been up to? So I did some painting. Not that much, to be fair. I had to get a uh, heresy vindicator done for my Company of Legends list. So uh, I'd already had one painted and I had to paint another one. So I got him painted and I actually put some transfers on, which I'm reasonably happy with. Um, and oh, I touched yes, up I the saw, rest I of the tanks. Your, I saw your Vindicator um, the other day, but we'll talk about How it. Yes, you did. Yeah. With your hmm. transfers, have you used any of like the Microsoul stuff or are you just doing it? I did, actually. I, I, I did, but I'm, I'm, I'm not quite convinced of the value of it just yet. But that might be uh, – I still found them a bit glossy. So I've had to right. sort of, you know, it's okay because they're going on to black anyway. So yeah. it's just a question of putting null oil on. But there if they've been on like a white, or uh, something, La- Lamy and coat the entire panel that it's on with Lamia medium. Okay. And that right, mats yeah. it okay. all down. Nice. Um, I should Very do cool. a video on how I do it. Um, that would be good. Because I think I got be. it down to a fine art. Um, Your transfers look like they were painted on. But, um, and that was the look I was going for. It's there just listening to other hobbyists and listening to their tips and, and putting it all cool. together. But yeah, I think I'll next time I do, do a transfer, I'll try and do a video. I'll do one for <laughs> shoulder pads and one for one for vehicles. Do you do you find actually? This is I, I for the, this is the this was a, a big step for me because it meant cutting up my Iron Warriors Forge World transfer sheet, and it's always the transfer right in the middle that you want. <laughs> You know, and it's like you have to cut around stuff, and it's like, oh, and they, oh no, I've just cut through that really good transfer. I'm never going to use that again. And you just want this one in the middle. So anyway, it was a bit of a chew on. But anyway, I got them on there. They're kind of lined up, ish, good enough. I think they so, look pretty good. I'll I'll see how I get on. But anyway, I'm you're talking, converted. You're, you're talking yourself down. They're really good. They're really really good. Uh, just a matting them down a bit with some Lamy medium, and they'll and they'll be yeah. and they'll be great. But if you're going to mat them down with Lamy medium do the whole panel because otherwise, otherwise it just looks yeah. weird um cool, that's great you've got like one little bit in an area which is matte and consistent so it, yeah. it's a case of doing the entire panel nice um all right yeah so Good stuff. that's great so what well, else, that was me what else you is that all you've done that is actually do you know what that is it because i had everything else I've oh you've been, been you've been doing loads of stuff with work at late haven't you though because hey, and also painting for the other the other game that isn't 40k oh yes your sigma yes i'm oh, sorry so, what uh, now 
Don't nothing to see here. Move along, please. Uh, Hang on, me and there. Graham both like Sigma. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing to be ashamed of because Sigma. I think you're wrong. Sigma is a good game. <laughs> I admit that when it first came out, when it first came, I'm going to consider my position just so you know. <laughs> yeah, when when Sigma first came out, it was bad because there was no way to balance it. It was difficult to you know to to figure out what was in equal footing, but. Generals, the first General's Handbook fixed the game, and the second edition is very good. Um, yeah, I, I have, uh, I've succumbed. Yeah. You think you know someone? You know, you think you know two people. Even, even one of them you share blood with. Think, <laughs> he's a well-rounded individual. He's my older brother. <laughs> he's someone I look up I, to, and, I like and to... then this happens, and then you just, you, it just shatters everything. You never, you know, your heroes never live up to your expectations. It's, it's, not. <laughs> it's not, it's not a game for someone who who likes heresy and plays heresy for the uh, and wants their war games to all be like heresy. You know, very deep strategic games. But you know, I've never wanted that. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I must. I mean, I've never played fantasy, right? So it never, it never appealed to me in all the years that I've been wargaming. I just didn't, you know, you know I like the fantasy genre. Oh. I'm a big Tolkien fan and stuff, but it never really kind of floated my boat. Um, but Is this just an early sign of, sign of senility kicking it? Quite possibly, and uh, you know, well, at least I'm ready for it now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Let's move on because it's nothing to do with heresy. So yeah, yeah. that's all I've done. I've just done my Vindicator. It looks pretty good for me. And I've done some touching up of tanks, which sounds all kinds of wrong, but I just need to neat them up a bit. And that's me. Very little else. Nice. I'll, I'll get me out of the way. I've just... Uh, it's, it's been a sort of work. I'm doing a lot of uh, stuff for work at the moment. Just mm. further... Uh, personal development, I believe is what they call it. So it's been sort of a... Slow month, but I have sort of getting lists ready for Company of Legends, and we've sort of done a list for Dave, our other brother who's coming, using yeah. Gray's World Eaters. And yeah. we realised that Graham doesn't have a Spartan for his World Eaters, which no, when I told I Michael this earlier seemed like a. What's the Storm Eagle for? The Storm Eagle is a great alternative to a Spartan because it can't get shot to bits on turn one, and two. It's just great. It does the same job, just better. It's okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, go on. Anyway, anyway, so, you like the Spartan, and I, I get you coming from because otherwise, the only thing with the Storm Eagle is if you go down that route and you're waiting for your reserves, they will never show up until turn four. So you have to then spend points, i.e., on Damocles Command Rhinos to give you the best chance of getting them in on turn two when you really need them to back the troops up that aren't haven't got enough uh, volume to, to carry the game on. So, yeah, I can see where you're coming from that. If everything's in the Spartan, including uh, the big lad, yeah. you know where it is. You know it's not going to, you know, you know exactly where to put it. You can hide it behind a building and drive it off into the, on turn one to sort of really start worrying people. So I totally get that. I have one for my arm warriors, but you've, 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 you've taken one for the team there and then um, converted yeah, your I've, old. I've, uh, I've stripped my arm warriors, my Imperial Fist one down. Mm. And repainted it red, white, and blue to yes, give the world eaters uh, world eaters thing. look vaguely. It looks a bit like Captain America's Spartan, which is quite. It does cool. exactly, and I think that's that's the promising new future. The maybe some stars. Is, yeah, maybe. <laughs> the, the only problem is that it, I gave it Imperial Fist doors. Yes. The side doors have got the Imperial Fist logo, so to get around that, 
I've just painted two uh, crosses in the blood for the blood god red. Okay, you know, that that could work. Um, Are you guys friends with Dave Simpson on Facebook? Yes. Yes. Have you seen what he's doing with his jet bikes and javelins? Yeah, it's a, it's a heck of a. This is the big sort of oil wash thing, isn't it? With well, what, sort of using what, colours and then sort of making it look they're scraped off. What he originally did, yeah, was painted them as if they were um, they belonged to other legions, so salamanders, blood angels, um, and, and such. And then what he's done is he's painted the 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 Death Guard colours on top, and then mm-hmm. sc- scraped some of it back. So oh. it's like the Death Guard have scavenged. These salamander and blood angel and uh, uh, and iron iron hands um, land bikes. Right. Sorry, not land bikes. Land speeders and uh, and yeah. jet bikes. Um, so that they're um they're they're, they're you know they're 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 now yeah. working for the just, for the death guard. Got just figuring them out. They look really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Dave is an incredible painter. Uh, slow but really good. Really good. I, I, I'm hoping he brings Sad. them to Company of Legends in March. Um, yeah, is he is look, he in for March? Is he? He is in for March. He's got a ticket. Good stuff. So cool. I, I, I can't wait to see them in in the. Flesh. Yeah, well, ask if we can put some photos. I mean, if you put some photos in the in the um, notes because it is it is quite spectacular. Yeah, yeah, I'll ask him. I'll ask him um, if we can yeah. if we can share photos of them because they are really really good, very impressive. Yeah, they look mm. they look awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so that's been kind of. Sort of just in the last sort of it's been in this sort of this sort of week really. I think I've just kind of knuckled down, got the airbrush out just to uh, make my life because when I got my airbrush, I was really nervous. But I think the more I've used it, I've got more confident with it. Right. So that's been good. I was like, my cause just <laughs> collapsing there in the background. It's funny, isn't it? Because I've never used an airbrush, and I'm, I will do. Uh, Rob Ing is going to is going to teach us. So I just need to organise. Yeah. When we go, because I think he wanted to come and potentially do a, a course of like a one day uh, course on airbrushing with yeah. us, uh, with some people in Durham or whatever. So we might try and sort that out because that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, um, he's super talented. Such, such a lifesaver, it really has been. Yeah. Speaking of actually, uh, slightly off topic. Sorry, Chris. Um, speaking of airbrushed armies, have you seen his um, Alpha Legion? He, you know, we talked about um, what he'd done with the. To brought the doors, the, the heretical behaviour towards the doors. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, what well, he's painted them up now, and they've got that sort of clear, uh, sort of turquoisey blue, sea blue of the Alpha Legion um, going on. It does, they look really special. Yeah, yeah. He put, I, he put I, up, I saw um, them on the turntable. Yeah. Yeah, he put yeah, them yeah. on, a, he put up, you know, how he does it um, the other day, yeah. all the different layers. There's like six, six different layers um, to achieve yeah. the effect. And, very good. Anyway, sorry, Chris. No, but that's been uh, so. Yeah, it's it's been a quite some bits and pieces when I've can, but that's sort of been the focus. So, if anyone who plays Dave at Company of Legends goes that Spartan looks shit, I can only apologise. <laughs> I did the best I could in the time that I had with the resources that I had available. Okay, that's fair enough. And Dave's paying some tenders, isn't he? Yeah, he because yeah, because again, we realised that your list was short on. Basically, we took your list apart because we I don't understand actually, why you. I mean, that list is a tournament-winning list. Why yeah. you would mess around with it? I don't know. Anyway, well, we, we found out you weren't using the right wall, <laughs> but you know, beyond that, 
Yeah, let's we'll come on to that in the tactical bit, I think, because there's a few bits that I've got wrong recently, just to add to my ever-increasing collection of things that I've got yep, wrong. Definitely. Um, okay, so myself, um, I've not actually been up to much because I've mostly been painting scenery, but I did paint up my Imperial Knights for Titanicus. Um, did them up as uh, House Tyrannus. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. um, lovely. For, um, my... Yeah, painted up in the red scheme instead of blue because... I prefer the red. Yeah, and it meets you what you have currently, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, matches what I've got at the minute. And for my 28 mils lights, uh, I've done some buying, though. Um, I bought a termite. Ah, nice. I've got one sitting, as I look directly at my microphone, behind my microphone, it's in the box still. Yeah. I haven't even opened it yet. The, the plan was to do, it for, um, to do it for the Death Guard, but the Right of War I want uh-huh. to use, the Reaping, no deep striking. Yeah. So right, of course, yeah. It, um, which is a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, so that does suck. Probably going to join the Ultramarines, um, I think. Um, Are you going to do do what I'm doing, which is just sort of paint it in a utilitarian colour, so that it's Legion independent, or you're actually going to paint it like a I Legion? Don't know. Term? I am kind of thinking of doing it um, sort of a utilitarian, messed up grey. Um, you know, with lots of I'm... lots, basically uh, covered in clots. Um, which yeah. is Geordie for covered in mud. Um, thick, thick clay-like mud, as I found out when I somebody talked to me when I first came here. I was like, what on earth are you talking about, you strange northern person? Yeah. Clarts, it's, it's a very thick clay-like mud. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do my orange, I've decided. Yeah. I want to do it kind of, yeah, that kind of, because I want this mine to be a actual X mining vehicle to go with the, the theme for my cults and militia army so i'm going to kind of do it orange i've decided you know that kind of you know the sorts of colors that you get in the 40k uh what are the what are the gene stealer cults you know they kind of have that repurposing of sort of industrial machinery sort of look i'm going to try and do that slightly burnt orange kind of color. yeah basically yeah not bright orange but like a sort of you know yeah like like chris said a sort of dark almost brownie orange Mm. so yeah but anyway, cool stuff. Orange. Orange. New yeah. colour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I also got a couple of bits for my custodies. Because mm. um, everyone's doing that now. Because that's, that's the army to have. Well, now that they're, you know, now that they're not <laughs> yeah. toned now, down a bit. Now. Chris is not now. happy about this, are you, Chris? Now. Now they're oh, toned no. down a bit. I actually oh, think yeah. they're a much I was there. friendlier, <laughs> I was there. interesting army. People were spitting at me across the board. <laughs> ah, I've never spat at a custodes player. I was there. Uh, people Don't just picking, picking their armies up. You put yours down. They just pick us up and just walk away, wouldn't they, Chris? Yeah. Going I'm not off. playing that. Oh, so I'm not playing that. I'm just going to... You custodes. win. I'm going <laughs> But you've got a shield captain. Oh, yeah. I remember. Or three. Yeah. I remember. Johnny Cumley. Chris is a lot of you. Uh, I, I, I have got a shield captain. Got two in the box, actually. Um, <laughs> I've got the, 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 so, the Warhammer World one, and I've got the um, yeah. the the Forge World standard Forge one. one. But I picked up a, a Telamon and its weapons, and a Palace Grav Attack. Okay. So I think they're really cool. I, I like the Palace, but I was because we were talking about it the other day. I realised that in Book Seven. There's a weapon that no vehicle has and that no model unit has that the palace is probably meant to have. Oh, the Adraphic one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Adraphic, the, yeah, the, the big, big bad Adraphic, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, it can take the a graphic, um, it can take an a graphic weapon, the one on the um, bikes, can't it? Yeah, but I think it's the theories, the prevailing theory amongst the custodes sort of brethren is that it's probably <laughs> meant to be on the probably meant to be on the palace and that, that someone forgot. Do you do you sort of meet in a in a in a room somewhere? Right, I can't discuss on. that with you. <laughs> the, the sacred brethren until, of the custodes. Until Michael's players. been playing for a year, I can't discuss it with him either. So. <laughs> Be a while, but, but when I put it all together in a box, um, in one place, I've got like about two and two and a half thousand points worth. Yeah, wow, that's about six models. Good point. So, yeah, all right, so we look forward to seeing that then in the future. Uh, yeah, eventually, I'll get them done, uh, get the death guard so, done, and then I'll get these done. Got so, just to backtrack a little bit, Chris, there's, so there's, a, there's a weapon profile listed in book seven so, that actually nobody uses. Or can't use. That nothing uses whatsoever. Nothing is listed as having this. And they didn't fix it in the FAQ either. So I don't know. If mm. someone, don't know if they just Maybe there's something what. coming. I doubt that very much <laughs> at this point. Everything's out for it. But it is the Adrathic Exterminator. Yeah, that's the one. Go on. So it's uh, 36 inches, strength 6, mm-hmm. AP 2, heavy mm-hmm. 1, 3-inch blast, instant death, armor bane, gets hot. Nothing... Yeah, Nothing mm. in the game, no vehicle profile has it listed. So unless oh, they're going to do it as a maybe an extra uh, yeah. sponsor for one of the uh, not an extra turret for one of the tanks, or maybe for one of the telemons, maybe. But yeah, nothing has got it currently listed as being in use. It's a one-shot, three-inch blast with instant death, basically. Yeah, and armor so Armor bane on strength six, so to get through a um, the armor of our good friend the Spartan, you'd need an eight with two dice, basically. Yeah, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily there to be a vehicle killer. No. It's there to be a character a killer. Blast, yeah. yeah, yeah, a Terminator killer. Cool. Okay, but nothing else. Very good. That is very odd, isn't it? That's a mystery in itself. I like a good mystery. That's okay. So, Michael, what about scenery? You might, you've been the you haven't mentioned this, but goodness me, have you been chucking the scenery out? Still, um, you're like a yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, I've done quite a bit of scenery. I've done um, a three boxes of STC Rise of Pattern Ruins, um, which are living permanently at Durham Raiders. Um, right, because that's nice, big, chunky scenery, um, good for line of sight blocking for stuff on the ground. Um, Pretty good stuff. I love the I love the stuff. It's a uh, you know it's very generic, very plain, but it's it does the job. Oh yeah, it yeah. does the job. Um, yeah, it's a lot of little bits, isn't it? And then, yeah, I can see. I've just looked at it on the on the um, Citadel. Sorry, the Citadel, the Games Workshop website. Yeah, so it's these little kind of ooky bits that you can put on a board to give it a little bit of character. But they do block line of sight, like you say. They they give you a cover save as well. So yeah, nice. yeah. So so Darren Raiders now has three boxes of those. Um, Crikey! All painted up. Um, in a very generic grey, you know, grey scheme, but sure. it'll do. It'll do. Um, and then I did um, a Promethean Forge. Actually, sorry, just to, there's, there's no, um, I noticed there's no, doesn't need to be any Aquila or anything on those, so you could use them in other game systems as well, couldn't you? What, the um, SCC ruins? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, Better could have seen Sigma though, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd look out yeah, of place in Sigma, so, yeah. but 
Um, yeah, true. They do look a bit industrial. Okay. They're very industrial. <laughs> See where you were going. Sci-fi. So, so I say sci-fi games. You know, things like Infinity. Um, what other sci-fi games are there? You know, uh, Beyond the um, Beyond the Dead Zone. Yeah, Dead Zone. Beyond the Antares Gate. Oh. That's it. The the. Oh yeah. The wall. I don't really know many other games. Um, no, me neither. <laughs> you can be talking about anything here, and I'll be just nodding, thinking, I'm, you know, sagely. Oh, Strontium Dogs. This is why we call you Churchill. There's a there's yes. a new Strontium Dog game. They'd look quite good in that. Oh, that would be something to play, wouldn't it? Anyway, yeah, Gav Thorpe wrote that. Did he? Yeah. There you go. So there is a tenuous link. Very cool. Yeah. Looks like look the models look fantastic. Um, I bet they do. Especially Johnny Alpha. Um, okay, so yeah, and then I did a Promethean Forge, um, and a Basilicum. That's one of the new. That's the new big one with the two big statues out front. Yeah. And then I did the, and then I did very different from a Promethean Forge, a Promethean Refinery. Okay. And Promethean is a theme here, isn't it? Yeah, and <laughs> I'm currently painting another Promethean Refinery, and I've got some galvanic servo haulers to finish as well, and that's the scenery for this. Company of Legends done. And nice. other than doing a Death World Forest board for the next Company of Legends, the one in March, I want to do, um, yep. you know, use that all that Death World Forest stuff, get some, yeah. um, get some webway portals. Um, Got you. And just make a, you know, a, a, a forest of, a forest of doom. Very Those, good. Um, actually, that uh, big Games Workshop webway portal. Yeah. It's it's massive. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've built and painted my one of those now. I yeah, may or may not bring it with me the weekend. But I was just thinking one of them in the centre of ward, surrounded by all these dirt, you know vicious plants and and yeah, Eldar yeah. ruins, and it looked quite um, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be It'll like cool. uh, you know we didn't we don't come to this part of the world because you know there's there's legends and stuff that say it's haunted or whatever. It's like cool. all this El- Eldar stuff that people can fight over. I think that'd be. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that might um, be tipping our hat a bit about where we go with uh, next year's story. Uh, but yeah, that would be a cool thing, I think. And um, I mean, one of the things we talked about, wasn't it, was uh, the, the the goal, I suppose, is to have um, the the tables match the narrative in some fashion or another. We haven't quite got there yet, but we're we're getting there. Yeah, I think this this time what we'll we'll do because Durham Raiders what they've done with their scenery is and I, I actually think this is very helpful for us is they split all their scenery into boxes so each box covers one table and one table only so oh, what we we'll cool. do is figure out what what the, each of those tables is and sort of create a little bit of fluff um, for those tables that we can then take away this time um, and bring back next time cool so very good uh, we've got We've got future plans to make things. Yeah, yeah. we keep keep on keep on pushing that envelope. That's us. Oh, we try. Okay, um, and then uh, yeah, Derek. so some galvanic server haulers. That's all I've got left to really. Oh, they're they're cool. Uh, I've done one set of them, and I'm, right. I've got another one which I'm working on. Um, nice. Which hopefully will look quite nice. Cool. Okay, so what else have we got? Um, so is it uh, games played? Yep, yep. So how many games you played then, Chris? Well, mm, yes. I've tell been, us. I've been, you know, it, it's getting it's pre-season time for me, <laughs> uh, gearing up for the big ten games I've got coming up. So I've been down the been down the quarry, <laughs> punching the rocks, <laughs> running up and down. 
getting emotionally, you know, yeah. getting ready. I've had, I've been telling children to scream at me with the worst things they can think of to Just get me ready for the, yeah, for the when I put my custodes army down and that's what the <laughs> opponent does, that sort of thing. So it's just been getting getting emotionally, physically ready for the for two sure. days of standing up straight, trying not to, you know, come out with a knackered back like I did in March yeah. or May or whenever it was. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now is you know is your shrine to is your shrine to Valdor uh, complete? Is are you ready to, you know, leave your warriors chambers and well yeah i think yeah i just gotta you know cut those last bits of hair off myself to to stick them (laughs) onto his picture and i think i'll just be about there oh dear i can just imagine some sort of have you seen the film red dragon with ralph fines i I have just check it out anyway there we go so chris is in preparation in training Um, camp uh, pre-season Pre-season. I feel good. Pre-season. I feel good. You know. You feel confident for the coming season. I, I feel pretty, pretty, you know, willing, ready, and willing. Are you uh, you expecting a, 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 a Europe this year, or just going to domestic <laughs> glory? We'll just, we'll just, we'll just see what happens. We'll see how you know, see how the first few games go, and we'll go from there. Really, dream no big. That's always been my motto. Cool. Okay, so that's you. Well, I would like to say that we can put you to shame with our games played this month. That wouldn't actually be true because up until yesterday, yesterday, yeah, no, day before yesterday, uh, I had played no games. Mm. Shocker. Not me neither. So uh, to radically uh, boost our our numbers, so at least you know we have one <laughs> game for the game that we're supposed to be interested in and talking about. Uh, we had a game at Durham Raiders, didn't we, Michael? Yes, we did. Um, uh, I played my See? word bearers against your um, Iron Warriors. So. Yes, so I hadn't, I hadn't given the Iron Warriors uh, a go for quite some time, actually. Not, I don't think I've played... Well, I played them in the, um, the tournament at Heaton uh, back in the day, but that was about it. Everything else I've been playing with has been with my world eaters. So I thought, well, i better put these guys back on the table so I remember how to play them. So I had my uh, company legend this, which we'll come on to later, uh, and Michael had obliged me with, some, uh, with his uh, world bearers list and it was a it was an interesting game it was pretty brutal oh very brutal i would say uh so that the net i mean i had quite a lot of units i've got quite a lot of um sort of tank squadrons so threes in you know of a sort of predator chassis tanks um they were all gone all my troops were gone um the hq was gone and i think in, in the end i don't think i had a great deal i think i had my lord of war and uh, two squads, possibly, maybe yeah, one, one squad. One squad falling back. That's right. I did one squad one with squad. like two guys in it. That's it. And the only reason I had those two guys was that they were on the objective, but you couldn't see them to shoot them because I put my operation block the glaive with the other super heavy to stop him shooting. Them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we have to. We can't. You know, I have to mention I took um, the glaive. It was. I don't know why. I really, it, it took me to bits. Absolutely. I mean, it might be my, you know, I think what happens is you play a glaive once and then from that point on, you're, you're fastidious in the way that you space your units out to make sure you haven't got a convenient one inch uh, so, line that t- takes off half your army in one shot. So were you running your armoured breakthrough? No. I was like, no. my Company of Legends list is not an armoured breakthrough list. Okay. Thank you. 
No, it may not. look like an armor breakthrough list on the outside. And <laughs> if it, <laughs> to it looks like, purposes, it smells like, it tastes like, but it's not. It probably has the same number of models as an armor breakthrough list, but it, the, the key point here, I want to make this absolutely clear, it's not an armor breakthrough list. Because I, like you, Chris, you know, I've been spat at and, you know, things thrown at me and, you know, shunned, shunned by people yeah. in the street. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> Mothers get their children to point at me. Oh, there's a man yeah. who runs an armor breakthrough list. You know, you can't take so much. So uh, you can. This is true. So I've just taken a normal uh, Iron Warriors list with the Hammer of Olympia right of war, which I do actually understand, contrary to popular opinion, and uh, and this, that does give me four heavy support choices. So that's pretty cool. So anyway, that's, it's a, that's it's a, it was a tough it was a tough list. Um, I mean, yeah, I worry about it. Actually. Three vindicators in there. Um, Three vindicators. Three vindicators. Three predators. Three predators. You've got a fell blade. Um, what else have you got in there? You've got two, two arcuses. Two arcuses. Um, yes, that's an, that's, that's an eyebrow razor, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I've, about. Uh, having put together the Company of Legends list over the past couple of days onto the on, onto the big big thing, I can honestly say I've seen worse. I've seen yes. worse. I saw, I saw worse last time. Two arcuses. I've got to be honest. The, the, the one thing that I would raise eyebrows at is two arcuses. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you. It's, I, a, bit, I, it's I, a bit of a... I, I get why you're taking it. Redundancy. Because if you've got something coming in from the air, uh, for example, um, and your arcus gets taken out, you're kind of screwed. Mm. But... Totally. Um, that said... Um, mm. It's not pleasant. I mean, if 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 they're still around, and let's say for argument's sake, I manage to pop a Spartan, and your Terminators aren't in cover or out of line of sight blocking, you're going to potentially have sixteen strength eight AP two shots if I don't move the tanks. So, yeah, I totally get that. It's not it's, it's not massive pleasant. Yeah, that's not going to be fun. But no. but no. there are so much more worse combinations. For example, uh, I've seen, we all saw lists. I mean, there was that list at, um, there was that list at uh, Bull and Glory, the Custodes list, um, from that guy who'd only just joined, you know, Heresy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. with the two Telemons and the other, yes. the other stuff that was in the list as well that was, uh, pretty brutal. Um, yeah. It is, it is, I mean, it is quite a brutal list. And to be fair, because of the way we do things, my list, by definition, will automatically go onto the naughty list, which we'll come on to later. Because um, you know, I, it's there. It's a it's a quite a powerful list. It's not the most powerful by any stretch of the imagination, um, but it's it's certainly a, if if I was looking at it objectively and I was rating it against the other lists, it would be in the it would be up there as you're, a you're in, you're in the top list. you're in the top ten percent. Totally, it's a totally. tough list, but I wouldn't say it's overly tough. So just um, who was, won? Just I mean, it's, yeah, who who won? That was the question, and that, that was. Well, so I was uh, going to ask, what did Michael take other than the glaive? Cause... Well, I took a glaive. I took. Well, I had to take Pride of the Legion because the problem with my word, word bearers is I built mm. it around a Pride of the Legion list. Um, so it was yes. all Terminators. All, was it the correct Pride of the Legion list? Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> it was correct. Um, it's got. I didn't it think had, it wouldn't be. There was ten Terminators, a Praetor, a Chaplain, um, five Galvorback, uh, ten Bets with Machine Killers, um, and um, who else was there? There was an Assault Squad with three Plasma Pistols. There was. They looked fantastic. And a Plasma Deradeo and a Xiphon. Yeah. 
So not a lot of not a lot of fat in that one either. To not, be a fair. Lot of, not a lot of give, is there? No, no. no. Um, but, if I don't get the Death Guard finished in time, this is the one I'm thinking of taking to uh, cleansing of whatever the hell I can't remember the Scottish event in Sterling yes. that we're going to. Uh, okay, I, I think you'll cleanse whatever's there with that list. Yeah, the, so, um, but it was interesting. Yeah. Well, the the list that I the, want to take has got a Typhon in it, so you know. Okay, swap the type <laughs> the glaive. I mean, the glaive is a is a powerful piece of kit. The problem yeah. is, it's I generally tend to if something's got more than about six hull points and it's not a typhon, I will ignore it generally speaking until last because you can just keep plugging away at it, but you're not going to get rid of it. And there's probably more value in getting rid of the smaller stuff and just have to weather the storm from the big stuff. The problem with the with the glaive is that storm is pretty severe. Uh, you know, you're talking about an amber warning at the very least. And like I said, if you don't position your army successfully, you're in all sorts of bother. Mm. Yeah, and when it's aiming at your fell blade, it's taken off a hull point every turn. It is, but the, yes, and the, but the advantage of that is it doesn't go any further. So no, no, they, that was the, the tactic. The fell blade blocks it. Yeah, so that was my tactic in the end because he'd he'd kind of like uh, glaved his way through the. Um, uh, Vindicator squad glaved his way through the and the the um, Derridae had done the Predator squad. They're just normal Predators with heavy bolters and um, Predator cannons, and so nothing special. Um, it glaved its way through my um, HQ with the, my Master signals and my Praetor with all the bells and whistles, and my Plasma Gun squad. They got annihilated by it. Uh, it 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 certainly did a number on me, to be fair, um, mm. and very successfully too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah glaive, not, not, but it was a good. Was, the glaive performs extraordinarily well. It, it's just one of those things where you have to. I think once you play it, you remember to keep your army well apart so you don't get caught by. I mean, there were times when I think you might have got three or four or even five different units in, in its beam, and mm-hmm. um, you know you're doing everything that gets hit is particularly against infantry. Um, you know, it's per model hit, and then it's deflagate as well. So, on a you know, you hit, you're wounding, we're basically killing on twos. So there's no cover save unless you've got an invon, and then you're getting a two plus to get another wound on them. So you're doubling your wounds all the time. So very, very effective against um, vehicles. Not so much, but again, it, it kind of wears things down because of the haywire, constantly hitting it with haywire. You know, and you can't get cover save. There's nothing you can do about it. If you're in its beam, you're you're, you're taking a whole point unless your rolls are one. Yeah. So. Yeah, very interesting. But a very really wasn't. I mean, there was very little left at the end of it, which is always a mark of a good fun game, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And, uh, and I won quite convincingly, surprisingly. Um, you absolutely well, for me, um, surprisingly. Because yeah. I had just... I had a lot less left at the end. But it was all yeah, kill points for me. It was, yeah. You killed a lot of my stuff. All of my units had gone. And like I said, it, I, had units feeling, I had one unit falling back, which is also a victory point. So um yeah, it was an, it was an interesting. Uh, the Warback made the made to... Yeah, and the thing is, usually they don't do so well doing the Galg Warback, but they no, they, my they had, they, have they, performed very poorly over the years, and this time they actually yeah. came all together. You know, they were able to get the I charge. Think, um, yeah, I think having the um, chaplain with them made the difference. You know, to give them the reroll. Yeah, on the first attack, I think that made a big difference, um, and not putting them near anything that's got AP three. Because, you know, that's where they usually fall down, isn't it? Because you expect them to have a 2-plus save like Terminators, but they don't. It's 3-plus. The armor's no better than your normal Marine. 
but you know they have got two wounds. They are toughness five, I think, strength yeah, five. So five, yeah. they are quite tricky, and they've got the demon save. But usually they, they don't. They, they sort of fail to deliver, but they manage to smash their way through a full um, ten man tactical squad that was sitting quite happily on an objective. So that was really sound um, sort of tactics from you. Uh, you'd got me off that one. Uh, I tried to get into the middle, but I couldn't because the glaive was covering the middle. Uh, so I went for the top corner one away from from me, which is where you had a couple of guys left, and those couple of guys saw off my tactical squad, which was very depressing. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. one sergeant day. stood up for for three rounds of combat mm. against seven seven guys. We were just yeah. batting each off each other. Nobody was doing any damage, even though I had a power fist. You know, I kept rolling ones and ones and twos. Uh, well, you know, yep. ones to hit and twos ones. to hit. Um, yeah. And then he just he just whacked one, killed one, and then the whole squad ran. Yeah, that was it. And that was in the last turn. So, yeah, great. But anyway, so good game. Well won. Uh, and I, love, I, I love moments like that where just one guy makes... I, I think when, 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 yeah, when the combat started, I said, hey, if this guy survives, you're going to have to promote him to, like, you know, assault sergeant or something. And it's like, oh, he actually did survive. I managed to survive. He kicked my ass. So, yes, there you go. Uh, he's a veteran sergeant, so I might rebuild. Well, say rebuild, but build a build him as a Terminator version. Ah, uh, yeah, good plan. So anyway, so that was the one only game we had. Very, very slack. Mind you, the month before I had loads, so it's horses, of course. Um, we've and got a lot month, coming up next. We've got some serious coming up, and then the month after that, not so much. But November's going to be very busy. Yep. Yes, yes, from our two, point of view, two events we've got, for me and Graham and, and Bloody yeah, Glory. Okay. So that is it for the month as was, I believe. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. So we'll uh, we'll move on to um, the, what's going on in the news and the State of the Union. Cool. All right, now time for our monthly look at the news and state of the the heresy community, and um, we'll we'll take a quick look through this, and we've got. Um, uh, not as much as normal going on. Um, no, it's a bit quiet. First one is the announcement of a new type of support uh, offered to independent events is being rolled out, uh, a Warhammer community stamp of approval. Um, obviously, we're going to work to get Company of Legends that stamp of approval, and I've submitted mm. the March event for that. So we'll see oh, yeah. see what comes from that. I don't think we'll cool. be big enough to get you know support or anything, but, right. you know... We'll get, maybe well, we'll yeah, get a listing or something. Um, I think, okay. as I suppose, if you think about it, how many heresy events? I suppose it's it's for war. It's general, isn't it? It's, it's not just for heresy or forge world per se. It's for the whole of Games Workshop. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. think there aren't that many heresy events that have got over forty people. I would have thought mm-hmm. uh, London Heresy, maybe um, certainly Blood and Glory. Um, other than that, but most most of the events are a little bit smaller than that. So maybe who knows. But anyway, yeah, whether we get any support, just the seal of approval would be lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, not heresy news per se, but the Warhammer 40,000 Conquest magazine um, hit newsstands this month. And the first out, out issue was fantastic value, one ninety nine, less than a co- cost of a pot of paint. You've got McCrag Blue, Abaddon Black, Retributor Armor, and a starter brush. You know, plus uh, plus free Primaris intercessors, <laughs> which you can use to practice paint schemes on. Is that a full? Is that those full pots of paint? Were they just full little sort of tester of paint. paints? Full pots of paint. Never. Yeah. I missed out on that, didn't I? That is a bargain. Uh, I picked up 
two copies because nice. you know, ultramarines I gold for a lot of those colors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, and I ended up subscribing because I, I do actually want to build a Death Guard army in a, in 40k. So, am I correct in thinking that there's a premium subscription you can also do with this? There is, but if you do it through the website, you get cardboard boxes with cardboard gaming ta- uh, mats. And I'll be honest, I didn't see the value in it from what they said. Okay. Um, you know, it's an extra £1.50 an issue um, for some dice, some tokens, some cards. and. Okay. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's interesting, actually. I mean, I suppose both of those things are quite interesting from my point of view because it's it's the first one about games workshop engaging directly with the sort of independent people who do a lot of games for them is a good sign i think if i'm honest i was you know i should have mentioned it earlier but that's a that's a positive move isn't it you know it's like actually rather than being this aloof uh company that's miles away from anybody we're actually going to try and help out people who really are giving us free advertising so so that's yeah, really yeah. Cool. i mean the feeling i get from reading it is we're going to get a list of events got you. a central list That'd of events cool. which will be brilliant um yeah, yeah. which will uh, mean that and then, the list of events on our website will disappear um if they do that totally um and this other thing about conquest you know this um you know subscription model for you know getting a, a model every week for a five or whatever it is it's pretty cool as well but it's, uh, again, it's a very different <laughs> i think the Seven second one was 4.99 the second one okay, was yeah. the first one was 199 the second one was 4.99 yeah. And the then the regular issues are seven ninety nine. But as I said, you're uh, from someone's worked it out what you get compared oh, to what crazy money. what you want. It is it is something like a, a two hundred and fifty to three hundred pound saving. Overall. All right, that's that's cool. I mean, there is another business model that starts off with selling things very cheaply and then slowly ex- increasing the price. <laughs> Cars. <laughs> Not cars. Um, <laughs> not jewellery. Let me tell you that for nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but anyway, interesting that they're doing these things anyway, just in terms of diversification of their kind of yeah, portfolio, yeah. I guess. Uh, and then we've cool. got details of the Back Library Weekender. Um, so, uh, attending Harris Yorfers, we've got Dan Abnett, David Anadem, Aaron Dembski mm. Bowden, uh, John just French, the, the Demigod. Yep. De- David Geimer. A, um, a collection of demigods. Guy Haley, mm. Nick Kime, Gray McNeil. Um. Andy Smiley, Gav Thorpe, and Chris Raitt. Okay. All the big guns, isn't it? That's all, that's all of the big guns, isn't it? Pretty that's much, yeah. The... And you've also got um, attending our series artist, Neil Roberts, and Yay. voice actors, Penelope Rawlins and Steve Conlon. Oh, and Brian Blessed. So we can only assume he's going to be the voice of the Emperor. Yeah, no, he's alive. the voice of Gotrix. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, Felix I and Gotrix. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, and confirmed heresy pre-releases that we know of are Hubris of Monarchia by Andy Smiley, mm-hmm. um, the Horus Heresy Audio Collection Volume One, uh, the new mm-hmm. edition of Visions of Heresy, and Titan Death by Guy Haley. Titan people are yeah, people are very keen up about this one, yeah. and this is the event that I I bought at seventy five. English pounds for wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the goodie bag you usually get. I mean, you usually get a Black Library branded, you know, lanyard, um, and a proper, uh, a a proper um, sort of messenger bag. Okay, um, I'm not. Okay, I'm still trying to. You know, is, the kind that... the kind of messenger bag that you pay, you know, like twenty quid for. 
Fair play. Yeah, I mean, I'd still rather buy a tank. That's, that's <laughs> basically where I come from with any of these things. It depends. I mean, it, I mean if, my... you are, if you are into the stories and you're really, really into the stories, yeah. this, is, this is the kind of event you want to go to. I mean, If, if I can give Dan Abnett a cuddle for longer than five seconds, so it's slightly <laughs> uncomfortable for everybody involved, then I would pay that money. I'll get to Mr. As Abnett. long as I can whisper into his ear at the same time. I love yeah, ghost books. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I, that's what I want to pay my seventy five pounds for. And get hoofed out by I'll, security. I'm uh, a simple uh, man with simple pleasures. I have given his <laughs> wife a cuddle. Let's yeah, not go there. We went down this route already, Michael. Just quit while you're behind on this one. <laughs> anyway, let's let's. Oh, oh man, there's so many things. Um, um, okay, so the seminar schedule is also up, and there's a few heresy ones in there. So you've got the first okay. one, which is Presieging the Siege of Terror, and gives us the title for two prequel novellas um, for the Siege. So you've got Spear of Ultramar and Dreadwing, mm. which are okay. by David Annadale and David Geimer. I'm assuming that mm. David Annadale is writing Spear of Ultramar and David Geimer is writing right. Dreadwing, because that's just the order it's okay. written in. Um, there's, a legendary, there's a legendary Visions on the Art of the Horus Heresy uh, by Neil Roberts. Um yeah. He, he actually comments on he's actually commented on our posts before hasn't he Neil Roberts yes when we were talking yeah. about the uh, cover to um, Slaves of Darkness <laughs> oh yeah so, that was hilarious was um, funny. anyway thank you very much Neil and we also have um, Visions of Heresy Reimagined with Guy Haley and Neil Roberts um, discussing the new edition uh, of Visions of Heresy because uh, you know obviously very controversial that there's a third edition of it already Okay. Um, then we've got Legacy of Gulliman with Aaron Dembski Bowden, David Adderdale, and Bill Kelly. Uh, may have, as I'm led to believe, some heresy content. Um, cool. Then on Sunday, there's an author meet and greet, uh, followed by wow. seminars on Titan Death with Guy Haley and Shadows of. Sorry, did you say meet and greet? Yeah, meet and greet. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what we call cuddle time. Yes. <laughs> Let's not take Chris to one of these events. Yeah, let's absolutely. Chris is banned from yep. cuddle time here on it. Graham can book the hotel. And I'll go to the event. Yeah. And then you've got Shadows of Calf with Andy Smiley and Nick Keim. And then finally, Siege of Terror, The Solar War with John French. About right. The first book in a Siege of Terror series, which implies that John is writing it. That would be the implication. So this is big news. Wouldn't it be a great is... plot twist if he wasn't, though? It yes, it would be. Just just reading off a random bit of paper off someone else's notes. He's yeah. just trying to work I, it out himself. Yeah, it's it's like picks it up and it's like, uh no, actually this is by James Swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's interesting cards to read. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it wouldn't it should have been I mean Dan Abnett wrote the first did he he wrote the first heresy novel, yeah. didn't he? Horus yeah. Rising. Horus Rising, yeah. So yeah. It, I mean this is a big news, isn't it? Because they're what they're saying is that the the stories that we're all the, of the thing that we're all playing the game in stop fundamentally and we're on to a new series of i think somebody said there's not going to be another 50 books around but well, it's a, a little a, bit sad a, as well isn't it we'll, we'll we'll come on to that in a little bit but yeah oh okay, there's, cool. a, there's an article about that which was the other day all right Graham, so, read the notes that's what you're okay. saying basically yes well, read the notes. not quite so that's quite so bluntly but yeah um <laughs> we also had confirmation from games workshop that betrayal and calf and burning of prospero have come, have gone out of print. So this sort of snuck under the radar a bit because I hadn't yes. sort of seen this. 
It has they seen this happen. Not that I look too much. They're originally. not coming back anytime soon. Hmm. So, so speculation abounds then. Well, I don't think it's too big a deal because all those kits are available in plastic individually. The only Just ones, yeah. the only ones that you were... can't get are the characters from Burning of Prospero. Well, they were good starter sets. Yeah, they offered Fan- they were yeah, fantastic yeah. value starter sets. They were great. Um, but, you know, I've got a feeling that, you know, so many players were buying them. Um, they were probably eating into the sale of the individual kits. They were probably a big eBay thing as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. A lot it. of people bought them on eBay and yeah. split them up. Um, so. I'll be honest, I'm personally surprised they stuck around as long as they did. I thought that Betrayal Betrayal at Calf would disappear um, Mm. when Burning of Prospero came along. So did I. Um, I. It's very unusual for Games Workshop to keep a box set like this around for so long. Because it's interesting, isn't it? Because you're absolutely right there, because it does kind of cannibalise their sales a bit. Because I would never, while those sets were on, I would never go and buy a Contender Dreadnought off the shelf. I would go to eBay because I know that there's people who split the kits and I can get one for 20 quid or whatever. Oh, heck, and I've done this if I've needed something out of, like, I needed some Tartarus Terminators. I actually found it cheaper to buy Burning of, Burning of, uh, sorry, Betrayal at Calf, splitting it up, selling the stuff that I didn't want and just keeping what I did. Uh, And I make money that way. I can totally see why they've done it. It's, from a business point of view, it's, but like you say, Chris, it does cut off a, a cheap uh, and easy way to, to make an army suitable. Because we've certainly removed on our list of in the past. They all, all come back. All of us at some animal. point or another have, have, have used that sort of box set as yeah. a starting place. Yeah, it, it's, it suddenly makes heresy a lot more expensive. Yeah, as if it wasn't expensive enough. So but, yeah, it's an interesting choice, but maybe all the other alternative, and he's gonna, I'm going to put an optimistic spin on this, is that does, does this mean there is another box set on the horizon do you think i'd love to think there was a, a mark ii box mm-hmm. set for example but yeah or an assault nah. squad and breaches but oh. i can't see it <coughs> okay fair enough it would be good like you say it would be a nice thing to have you know maybe when the next book comes out that they bring out a whatever because i think that's going to be blood angels isn't it Blood Angels and book? White Blood Scars. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they could do that. Blood Angels and White Scars and then chuck some and demons, demons yeah. in. I mean, demons Actually, it might, be, it might be Blood Angels and Demons. That would probably work quite easy for them, I should think. Yeah. So, anyway, unfortunately, we are where we are. Um, let's hope that somewhere on the in the back burner they've got another one of these kits because they are a great... Yeah, you know, when people say, oh, I can't give you heresy, it's too expensive. They say, well, actually, you know, you can pick up a box set of this. I think it was about 85 quid from Element Games, wasn't it? Something With the like discount. That, yeah. Yeah, you know, nice. and that's that's not a lot when you're spending, you know, thirty quid for three models. Mm. So, anyway, we are where we are. Let's see how we progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? Even the even on the bright side, when I started Heresy, all we had was resin resin kits. Yep, same there. <laughs> well, I was allowed. Yeah, and now and now you can get into Heresy for a lot cheaper because the the basic troops are plastic. <laughs> When I was a boy, we carved our characters out of yeah. potatoes. <laughs> potatoes? Luxury. Yeah. We had a Primark, and he was made out of yeah. carrot and two corsets. <laughs> oh, I spent hours. Okay. Hours with mother. 
now for the one that the bit of news that's got me that's got me actually upset. Oh, this, yeah, you you actually I, I saw your post and I was like, oh hello, that's yeah, upsetting. Is... Don't but, wake the bear, I said. Uh, work Games Workshop are making some changes at Warhammer World. Um, they're mm. they're taking some of the larger tables out. Uh, they're leaving the hall and they're being replaced by standard tables, squeezing more players. Not not reducing the, the room between tables because I know that's a that's a complaint that a lot of people have, but yeah, more standard tables in. But the big thing is that you're not going to be able to book a table in advance, which I agree with you, Michael. I think it sucks, and I think me and you, Graham, we you know, me, you, and mm-hmm. Dave went up two yeah. three years ago now, maybe a bit longer yeah. actually. Um, you know, we booked the tables. Uh, so we knew that when we got there and we were there for the weekend, yeah, that we had something to play on. Yeah, we did. So we had, you know, and that was really good for us because obviously, you know, you two guys were coming up from the south. I was coming down from the north. We had a hotel that didn't have any uh, banned weapons of mass destruction in it. And we know of. Well, yeah. And, you know, we had a great time because we had our tables all booked and we played on some really good looking boards as well. So it does sound like a bit of a weird step. So we were trying to kind of rationalise this out because I know, Michael, you put on there saying, hey, guys, you know, this all looks fine from your point of view, i.e. you can just turn up and have a game. But what about if you are travelling and you made commitments and you've you know, spent a couple of hundred pounds on a hotel for two or three of you, you know, and, and all of these things, the, the cost of actually getting to the to the venue, it means it's a it's more of a risky proposition, which means you're less likely to take it up, particularly on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. So whether they come to some different kind of alternative arrangement is yet to be seen. But I don't know whether it was because the excuse, the excuse, the rationale they gave for this was when, when you asked about this, Michael, was if I've got this right. What they said is, well, that's better to, you know, we, we get your point, but it's better that people can turn up on the day and get a game rather than turn up and get turned away because somebody's booked the table and they haven't turned up. That was that was the kind of argument, the counter-argument, yeah, wasn't it? Was like, that's not really a, an argument, though, Of a Zone because... Mortalis table, you know? Why, why yeah. would I tu- And they said, oh, well, imagine turning up to play Zone Mortalis and you can't get us on the Zone Mortalis table, but someone's booked it and hasn't turned up, so there's one sitting there free. And they'd be like, you know what? If I'm going to play Zone Mortalis, I'm going to book that table in advance to make sure I get yeah. a Zone Mortalis table. And also, I mean, if, think... you've, if you live locally and there isn't a, you know, someone's put a table, they don't turn up, it's not like you've travelled 100 miles for that disappointment. Very good point. Really, really good point. You know, because you're right. If they could, you know, they can go, well, actually, I'll come back tomorrow. If you've travelled, like say, the length and breadth of the country for this, it's a big deal. And it's things like... You know, I, it stops people. You know, I thought it would be a really good one day to organise an event there, and to maybe have you know North v South or something like that, or to you know involve some of the other podcasts or something like that. It'd be really cool. You know, and say we're going to have this day. We're going to you know book a few tables. Let us know who's coming along. We'll have a big game and you know we'll have a little bit of fun. You know, with other people joining. But anyway, now we can't do that, and I'm I'm pretty sure there's quite a lot of people who have almost annual events here, don't, well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean. I know this isn't a so there's you know I'm sure plenty of people listen sort of the um, independent characters podcast. Now Carl lives in America, right? And comes over here to play mm-hmm. with like Jason from Sons of Heresy and other people that they know. Yep. Well, they can't really make a plan to do that. No. 
No, that is true. You know, that is yeah, a, that's I mean, a very even, good point. Even so, there, if you're a local player, right? If you're if you're a local player who's getting out of work at half five um, and goes along to Warhammer World hoping to get a table, you know, you're essentially having to go against people who've be, who, you know who've had the day off and have been able to turn up and get a table. So so even for local people, it might not be that mm-hmm. convenient if you're doing it, say, after work. Um, I think we, we're struggling is, with the rationale here, aren't we? That's what, what they do is if, if it's if it's you know if someone's booked a table and it's empty and it's not been used for an hour. What you do is you just cancel the booking at that point. Well, they have. You for, they, they, it says forty-five minutes. If you don't turn yeah. up in forty-five minutes, you lose your booking. And so you know what? If they, they, can't, put, they put the if time, they can't enforce that. They put the time on the little stand that goes on the table that says what time the person says they're turning up. And I have been yeah. there in the past where I've just gone for a day, and someone's got a ta- and I've turned up at like twelve o'clock, and someone's got a sign on the table saying the table is booked from ten, and it's not there. And I've just asked the guys at the, uh, you know, at the store, can I have this table? He's not turned up. And they've said, yeah, you know, he's lost the booking. Yeah. I, I think what we're saying, I mean, without getting ranty about this, because it is, you know, it does. Oh, it's, it's, it's easy irksome. to get ranty about. It. It's one of those few yeah. decisions that, that I personally have gotten a little, you know, irked. I think, yeah. I can't I mean, see anybody is, I mean, thinking this is a good idea from, a, well, from if, unless you work in the building. Well, I think or the only thing is, yeah, this the is a good idea. For, this is a good idea financially for Games Workshop because if you think about it, they currently offer a service for free, and that service is somebody organises the tables. They put those things out there on the tables. They organise the bookings. They make sure the booking system's up to date. Then they make sure that they deal with the customer queries, and it's free. Nobody pays for that. And no, I think but that you that have is, to. You have to spend money. With that company to be able to use your models on that in that environment, absolutely. You can't buy, you can't use a different product in that building other than the product that you've spent money on with that company. Yeah, you've already invested in the. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that from their point of view, it it might be a headcount thing or a resource thing that says actually that resource could be best better spent elsewhere rather than doing this when really this is a service that we offer for free. Now, would it be better if they said, you know what, if you want to book a table, you have to pay a tenner. You know, I mean, even that, I mean, if, if I was coming down from, you know, from here and you were coming up, from, I would pay a deposit yeah. to secure Yeah, if they, if they would, said you've got, to pay, you've got to pay a fiver for, for a table or... Is someone yeah, getting a you know, a non-re- you know, non-returnable. It's a, it's twenty quid or something like that. You know, so that you know people will endeavour to turn up. Or, or I, could, even, I could get behind you know, that. But. Something silly like a five pound deposit and you get it at back as a Games Workshop voucher. Yeah, I mean, I think there's ways and means, and I think that might be one of them. But if that's what they're worried about, you know, you say actually we'll allocate X number of tables for bookings and X number of pickup game tables, right? Yeah, yeah. If they, and, want, but, 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 if they put out but, some tables for pickup games and leave some available for bookings, um, that's great. Especially the feature tables. I'm not saying make the feature tables booking only, but maybe mm-hmm. rotate. You know, half for one day, half the yeah. next day. I, like I said, I think it's. Well, there can't be too many. If they're going to change the amount of tables, there won't be so many feature tables anyway. So, 
I think the problem is that whatever you do, even if you put the, a cost associated with it, so you said it's going to be £20 for, to hire a table for the day or £10 for the morning, £10 for the afternoon, people will be up in arms about it because it's always been free. Uh, you know, I pay for my models, therefore why should I do it? But the, the, the reality is, I'm guessing, is that they don't want to pay somebody to do this work because if you just have people turn up, it's no, it's no effort at all, really. That's the number of tables, that's the number of people we're full or we're not. If you have to manage a booking system, almost like an event system, that's work for somebody to do, and that's a cost. So I think this well, is where even it's if, come. Even if you um, introduce a um, – I mean, what gets me is that people go there for things like Apocalypse Games, where they book a couple of standard tables together. Yeah. And now if you turn up with a few mates to play a 5,000-point-aside game yeah, and you need two tables, suddenly you're not guaranteed to get two tables together. Absolutely. And that is, you know, that is problematic because that's what, and when we've been down there, I mean, we used to go to the Durham Raiders used to run an event every year, didn't they? Yeah. 40k event. You know, and we'd hire the tables and we'd get it all booked and we'd have a good, good, good weekend. But, you know, it involved hiring, the, not hiring, booking the tables. But there were other clubs there, you know, with these massive games. I mean, somebody had made a 28 mil Imperator Titan out of cardboard boxes or something. It was incredible. But, you know, those are the sorts of really cool scale things that you see, which, to be honest with you, if you're, wanting to go to Warhammer World, which is the, you know, the epicenter the of the gaming, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Of, of our hobby, then seeing cool stuff like that happening, like these big Titan battles that you see, you know, people like Chris Beck do all the time. You know, they go down there with their friends and they get all of their Titans out there, these massive cool battles, you know, 10, 20,000 points aside stuff. Is it going to go? Because it's a really good advert for the, for the um, yeah. hobby. And one thing that, that, that I would like to point out is that if you... At the end of the day, the standard tables they have at Warhammer World are not very good. You get a smattering of terrain. You don't get anywhere yeah. near enough terrain on a table. Um, yeah. They're very, very basic. It's cramped, um, especially on the fence. You can't, even a thin guy can't turn around without knocking into someone. But you mm. know what? You go there because it's Warhammer World. Yeah. And if suddenly and Warhammer World is, you're not even going to get a guaranteed table. Why are you going to go there? Why don't we just go to Battle Bunker? Because um, yeah. Just has some great tables with a good amount of terrain yeah. on them. That's a very good point. But it's like you say, it's it must come down to economics fundamentally. You know, how many people go there? I mean, whenever we go there, I have to basically literally crowbar you away from Forge World store because I know you're going to, you know, buy something and, and then you're going to, you know, I'll have to answer to your missus for that, you know, transgression. It was like, yeah, I, I, I tried to keep them away. I tried my best. I turned I around two minutes later, he's bought a Titan. Yeah. I wonder um, if they'll notice the drop in um, visitor numbers and sales in the store. I, I don't know whether that... Yeah, you're right, Chris. It's whether... Because um, I wonder what know, the that, percentage currently is of bookings to roll up. Yeah, who knows? There, a, uh, there has to be a finite amount of people that live in Nottingham that can... Well, yeah, and I guess we'll, they would find out is I don't know whether you can get down in their share report to that level, i.e., you know, Warhammer World, for example, is it profitable? Because it, you charge to go and look around the exhibit, don't you? And you have the yeah. events as well. So it would probably be hard to distinguish those. But you're right. If less people go to Warhammer World, does that mean um, less sales for the uh, the store there, which is obviously massive, and less sales for the Forge World and Black Library stores? Don't know. Because people would go there because they know the stuff's going to be there. So, anyway, moving yeah, on. Think, moving on. Moving on. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, we speaking about we were speaking about Siege of Terror. There was an article earlier this week, um, the nineteenth. So yesterday, um, 
which was talking about um, the Siege of Terror and kind of what shape that's going to be. It didn't reveal a massive amount about the... Um, yeah, it was a very misleading title, yeah, I thought. Se- Secrets, Secrets of the Siege of Terror. I think the best, uh, really the best way to put it is, there's, you know, Berry Dagger is 54. There's going to be no more books between Titan Death and Berry Dagger. That's it. Um, and and they basically said, we know some of you were wondering, if is this the new start of a new 50-book series? And we revealed that it's not. It's carefully crafted as the finale of the series, telling the tale of the epic battle from the initial fleet actions in the solar system right up to the final the final fateful clash on the ventral spirit. I liked my idea personally, doing it like a like an Adrian Adrian Mole diary <laughs> from Robert Dawn's Dawn, perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, it, it's all right. I mean, my personal prediction is um, twelve books over two years. Okay. That's a fair. That's one every two months. Yeah. Okay. That's what I reckon. Okay. We're gonna have to find more filler for the show at that rate. Well, yeah. I mean, if we've lost the door section, then mm-hmm. we'd lose the book section. What are we gonna do, guys? I mean, let's hope that. Ah, uh, uh, there'll be there'll be short Fair stories. Works. There'll be lots of novellas. I mean, here we go. You'll be able to get you your hope. hands, as they say, <laughs> um, Black Library Weekender. You'll be able to get your hands on a pair of novellas telling prequel stories to the siege. So we're gonna have plenty of books coming out. Um, I love getting my hands on a pair of novellas. Yeah, I was going to say, I once got my hands on a pair of novellas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see what I have to work with? <laughs> but. They were very interesting. Hopefully. <laughs> the Chuckle Brothers. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I do apologise. Hopefully, apologies. this means that uh, with the Black Library um, live event, uh, sorry, sorry, weekender, we might get to see a look at the format of the um, of the Siege of Terror books. You know what they're going to look like if these novellas are, you know, in the same format, same style, or whatever. Because yeah. I think there's, I mean, there's some worry amongst collectors. That I mean, no, be... no two are ever the same. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I think what you're saying is the current style, you can look at a Black Library heresy book and you know it's a heresy book because of yeah. the way that the cover's done and you know, the, 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 the font and the format of the thing. Are they going to do a brand new format? And what you're saying there, Michael, that collectors may not want, may want the same format or a different format? Yeah, they might want it the same height, um, you know, in the same for, you know, the same format, the same cover artist. I think there's yeah. been a lot of concern from collectors as how different is this going to look on my shelf? Because obviously the Primark books are very different. Yeah. Are they? Oh, do you know what? Because obviously I don't, you know, I use uh, them electronic. Yeah, I get the electronic version as well. Completely so. yeah. different. Um, sort of, they don't have that um, serious, it's, it's, a, it's a less serious look. I yeah, because I mean, to describe it. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, you know, without looking. I know a Black Library Heresy book because it's got, you know, a black, sort of black, black spine. Black, yeah. And a black sort of centerpiece with gold lettering, usually what the title of the book is. Yeah. And then an awesome bit of artwork. Yeah. Underneath. So, yeah, it'd be interesting what they do. I mean, I would expect them to do a different format so you can differentiate them. It's a, you know, might be a, people want to start a different collection. Who knows? But just, I don't know what I would prefer if I was a serious book collector. Just to think long term. Mm-hmm. In regards to the model game, mm. do we think? Because obviously, this is currently the Horus Heresy. Mm. Will there be a version of the Horus Heresy game into the Siege of Terror? Well, that is a really good point, actually, Chris. Um, 
and, and it's an interesting one. It's like, will they, because we know the seizure of terror was always supposed to happen as part of the heresy series. And how it, I can't, I'm not a, an expert on the narrative. So how far back are we? Are those the, the black books in relation oh, to my, from seizure quite terror? So they've still got a long way to go then, haven't they? Yeah. I know there's a, there's a really cool timeline thing that you can see, which has got like all of the different kind of campaigns that were up to the Siege of Terror. Uh, but I see what you're saying, Chris, is when, once they get to that point in the with the black books for the game heresy, will they stop the game heresy and change it into a separate game called the Siege of Terror? Um, I don't think they Ooh. will. I don't think they will because the time will have passed. Yeah. Okay. The Horus I mean, Heresy, must... the Horus Heresy largely works because you know the books tie in, and I've got a thing that the Siege of Terror will be the Se- the Horus Heresy, the Siege of Terror, I just, as I opposed just to the, the Siege of Terror as a separate thing. Because the Black Books in Heresy look have a very similar artistic vibe to them externally as the Forge War, as the Black Library books yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the, that's that's yeah. the only reason I sort of. Like, I wonder. Yeah. Okay. When, when, whenever we get point. to the Siege of Terror in the Black Books, I think it'll stay as the Horus Heresy well, because at that time. We'll all be old and great by that point. At that point, really the Horus Heresy as. Older. The, the Siege of Terror series will probably be long concluded. And to suddenly rebrand a whole game, the Siege of Terror, it's sort of like it wouldn't make sense. I mean, whereas if the Black Books are being released at the same pace as the, um, as the novels, then yeah, I could see that as a. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so shall we move on to the news we've got about um, Titanicus this month? Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, we've got. So we've got two Warhammer community articles. Um, The first one is about the Reaver Battle uh, Titan, and it went into detail about some of the tactics you can use with it, as well as a bit about the Mirrodon Maniple. So, um, so that's quite interesting, you know, um, because obviously it was newly released this month. Um, and they were talking about, you know, you can combine the, you can buy a couple of the kits and give them two fists, and it was. Which is, I think I'm, I'm going to do that with one of my ones. Well, I, I, bought, I bought two, so I'm probably going to be doing. I've, like that, I've magnetized mine in a way so that I can, I can do one with two fists, mm. and uh, it's quite okay. interesting. And then, and then uh, there was actually said quite a bit of detail here about the Mir- Mirrodon Manaple, which, yeah, what is two warlords, one reaver, and then optional, you can take an extra warlord. And another Reaver. So, and that would be cool. Obviously, that's the maniple that people can make now, at least until the Warhounds come out. Yeah. Which hopefully will be by next month. Because I think were the saw them, Reavers we? out ahead of scale, ahead of schedule, rather? Or were they went? Because I thought we were expecting them to the end of September originally. Um, I don't, I, we knew they were coming in September, but we didn't know when in September. Yeah. So that means we don't know if we're going to get the um, the the Warhounds in early October or later October. Okay. I'm kind of hoping yes. for early October. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, because they do look. I mean, they've been. We've seen the pre previews of those because they were at Warhammer Fest Europe, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and they look great. I mean, they really do look like little Warhounds, which is a really cool model, I think. Anyway, so um, be interested to see what that you know when they get these out. And then you're going to have some more dynamic com- combinations of armies, aren't you? Yeah. Rather than what we got at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see. And uh, then we had another article which was about focusing on Duncan Rhodes, um, his uh, Titan Legion, and his knights. Obviously, he's done his knights in a, in a house Griffith, even though they don't 
exist in um in Horus Heresy? No. What's all that noise I in the see. background? Is that you, uh... It's Chris. Chris. It's Chris. It's definitely not it's me. It's not me in a million years. It totally is you, isn't it? Because I'm looking at how much noise I'm making, and it's next to naught. Not me. So therefore, okay. I am near nothing. <laughs> you're, you're eating. I can hear you eating. I'm not eating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, on. so so Duncan Rhodes is doing House Griffith, um, obviously a little bit thingy, but you know we'll uh, we'll um, we'll forgive him for that. Um, he but he's got some that, beautiful looking knights there, utterly beautiful. It must be really weird, you know, if you paint for a living to then go and paint stuff for yourself. You know, it's like, would you get into that, you know, uh, builder's house syndrome? Where the last thing I do at the weekend is to go and work on your own house that needs building work. You know, because you've been well, doing I don't know. that. Did all you week. did you ever meet Paul Scott when he lived over here? Uh, I'm not sure. If, uh, did I? Uh, he used hmm. to work. He used to work as a painter at Games Workshop, and. Um, and um he's just moved back to, he's just moved over to liverpool actually um but he, he's from concert originally he used to work at games workshop for about 10 years as a painter um, oh right okay um he's just he's he moved back here for a year uh to back to concert and then they've decided to go over to liverpool and he he still paints now he paints perfect he does commission painting and he says oh, yeah, yeah it, you know he, when i was talking to him and I asked a similar question you know do you not get sick of it he was like why would i it's my favorite job in the world and i get to do it for fun Fair play. So, I guess that would be asking, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Depends on the person, I guess. Yeah, no. But yeah, no, some excellent looking um, House Griffith Knight. And then for his uh, his uh, Legio, he's done um, Griffonicus. Right, okay. So yeah. very, um, you know, very, very poster boy, as it were, for uh, for Titanicus. But he's done, um, he's done two Warlords here and a Reaver. And his Reaver looks beautiful. Right. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Goodness, with the two guns and <laughs> really neat, really yeah. really neat. Well, what do you expect from um, the roads, eh? Well, yeah, that is true. Um, having said that, I still think that the, I put on the Edge of Empire today uh, from uh, I think it's um, Spanish painter. Yeah, but that's twenty-eight but, mil. Is that twenty-eight? That's not twenty-eight mil. That's yeah, that's, twenty-eight um, mil. Is it? Yeah. It still looks damn I, cool. I, I don't think it, I can't think it can be. I don't think it is because it's got a base. And the the um the thingamy ones don't have a base, do they? Mmm. Have a look. See what you think, guys. That's um, not. That's... I, I think that's I think that's a actual normal. Um, well, titanic. I, I can't think that a super heavy is. I mean, I, I've seen a wall up close. I don't think they were that sort of scale against super heavies. I mean, you'd have to be absolutely minted to put that thing on the base and then put a Malkador, not a Malkador, a Macarus uh, um, tank in in your display. I mean, fair enough if you're going for, you know, serious rule of call, but wow, that is something else. Um, What do you think? I, uh, apparently there's a, oh, no. Apparently, no. it's on spiky bits. Yeah, oh, is that's it? twenty. That it's it's been put on spiky bits. Um, um, yeah, that's twenty eight mil. So that is actually a full size, and those are full size Space Marines in that picture. Yeah. 
Oh, well, it's still an impressive job. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's like a work of art, but it's not in Titanicus scale. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, it is massive. I mean, he's put a freaking Malkador, um, not Malkador, a Maracas. Macarius, yeah, that's what we're saying. On the base. Is that Solar Auxilia? It's it's uh, three quarter inch plywood. Oh God, this pop ups on this. I hate spiky bits. I avoid it like the plague. I know, but it's got loads of pictures on there that aren't on oh, Facebook it? that I've seen. Loads of pictures. Jeez. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna open up the window for the studio separately, and um, yeah, Go it's on. got loads of photos on there. I'll um I'll I will link to um I will link to this rather than. Spiky rather, bits, rather than spiky bits, because I think we can all agree that spiky bits is basically the the, the cancer of. Um... Oh, it's truth. It's it's certainly very. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put your don't put your punches, Michael. It's absolutely fine. Just <laughs> tell it how it is, as always. Uh, it is. No um, one should go to spiky bits. Okay, you heard it here. Anyway, either way, it's a damned impressive model, and uh, it must have taken him forever to paint it because it just looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know how many virgins they, he sacrificed for that, but yeah, I think a few, at least a, a dozen. Oh, okay. Word. Sorry, I, I've got the gallery with it open on it here, and my god, it is. Yeah, it is just incredible. We just wait to see my Spartan, Michael, because that okay. looks <laughs> equally spectacular. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so just have to trust us on this. This is a, a war. Yeah, Lord. well, I'm putting photos. I'll throw photos for this. A link to his photos in the show notes. Okay, but, cool. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. If you're so, driving in the car, this is probably the least interesting section you said until you get back home and check these things. Makes out. great radio, so, doesn't it? Okay. It totally so does. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll um, wrap up this section now. Um, yes. And oh, before we go on, today, good luck to anyone playing in the Incom Gaming. Um, Titanicus event. I think that's the first Titanicus event I've properly seen. Um, obviously now it's going to be a bit better because we've got Reavers out. Um, yep. and, uh, we're not going to mention the events because by the time this show goes out, it's already over with really. So, gotcha. okay. So, um, we'll now go into the book section. Right on. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna me and we're gonna talk about the books now. We've only had one story out this month, um, which was a um, a short story uh, called Prologue to Nikea by David Annadale. Uh, it was the second heresy book from the Summer of Reading, um, and it has Malkador heading out into the Great Crusade to investigate a disturbance in the warp. I almost said force there, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up on a world with a high number of um, psychers. Um, who've been dealing with a rebellion um, and what happens when those psychers are unleashed against one another. Um, and it's a little bit predictable because, you know, it explains, it's kind of one of the explanations about why Nikea happened, um, you know, which, you know, because we all know the fluff, you know, when psychers are unregulated, they um, they basically go mental um, and all sorts of rubbish happens. And... But to be honest, it's not a great story. It gets bogged down too much in, in warp weirdness. You know, it's not, it doesn't know whether it wants to be a story about this rebellion, a story about the warp, a story about Malkador. Um, and it's a little bit, I don't know, 
uh, overegged. It doesn't settle itself. No, and the conclusion to the story is is so obvious that it, you know it's coming a mile off. Um, the butler does it, doesn't he? So wait the butler. Yeah, pretty much. And it's um, yeah, it's not it's not a great story. I'm actually left quite disappointed by it. You know, we you know we don't get a lot of short. We haven't had a lot of short stories uh, for quite some time. We get two short stories in a short period of time, which is great. We get one fantastic one, two metaphysical blades, which we talked about last month. Did you read that, Chris? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was really good. Yeah, really, really good. Really um, enjoyed that book. A master of it, and then you get this one, which I'm sorry, I like David as a guy. You know, he's a really nice guy, but sometimes his work is not. I mean, he can do the warp weird stuff really, really well, but I yeah. think in the short format like this. It didn't work. Um, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think, I mean, I think it must be quite difficult for some of these guys when they're doing like, you know, five, six hundred page novels of, of period, and then they've got to do a short story, and they've still got, you know, maybe they get into a rhythm of writing in a certain way for a certain format. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are, and then it's making that transition back into. There are writers who can do so well at it and do do really well at it. Um, and it depends, but then again, again, I like David. He's a nice guy, but he's my least favorite heresy author. Yeah. And I think that's largely because he's, he's more, I don't, he seems to get some really, well, I wouldn't say important novels. He had one important novel and one sort of like not so important throwaway novel, Damnation of Pythos. And, um, and obviously Ruinstorm. And I have to be honest, he's better at a, He's better as a battle scene writer because some of his because um, okay. his uh, his Space Marine Battles novels are absolutely fun t- fantastic. I love his Space Marine Battles novels, but his his more you know his heresy stuff that is is more you know the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, trying to be more highbrow, cerebral. Okay, yeah, cerebral is the word. You're yeah, for. cerebral. Yeah. Um, I don't think he works quite so well in that. And part of it is because his writing style, it's very short, sharp sentences. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. We said that about the um, Salamander's book, doesn't it? Didn't read that he had that same sort of... Um, no, no, Nick, Heim, book. Nick Heim's books are just... Uh, I, I found them difficult because of the names used for Salamanders. I actually do rate Nick Heim yes. as, a, as a writer, I really do. Um, but uh, like old earth is much much better than the other ones um because i was able to follow them along easier and maybe that's just my brain damage no i mean they are it's one of those things because they're so unusual it's getting that um sort of grasping the the, the dialects i suppose when you're trying to read them in your head yeah 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 but with this one it but this one was just forgettable if I'm gonna, if someone says, you know, are there stories in the heresy that you can skip? This one will be near to the top of my list. It doesn't offer any okay. new insights into the characters. It doesn't really do much of anything. It's and it's so obvious that it's 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 not. It's filler. Yeah, it, it, it's a filler, <laughs> and it's a shame because all the novels I've read, all the books on the um yeah. the, the 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 summer of reading. And this one was the big disappointment, you know. They they get, had some great stories in there, and then this one single disappointment. 
and it was real a real sin that had to be a heresy story yeah yeah um yeah so we'll pass on that but and go on to the upcoming books so what we've got upcoming we've got Korax, Lord of Shadows, which is due to drop on the 12th of October. Um, that is the limited edition uh, version of the book. Um, so we'll get the normal version in sort of end of year next year, or I should think, given the time scale. I think um, uh, maybe January. Mm. Because they put, I think they put up the December books already. Um, yes, they put up the December books, so I should imagine we'll get um, Korax, Lord of Shadows, the standard version. I imagine we'll get that in early January. Yeah, because it's quite a big gap for the um, uh, Salamander's one. Primark's name is just completely gone out of my mind. Vulcan. Vulcan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that's that's out the day after. Vulcan Lord of Drakes, the standard edition, is out the day after. Um, That is, um, that's that's by David Arnadale. So uh, I'm, um, I don't know about that one. I'm, <laughs> after having just read that story and I thought he did a lot better with Ruin Storm, I didn't think it was the best heresy book, but I thought he'd done a lot better than that with the Damnation of Pyphos, but after having read Prologue to Nikea, I must admit I'm a little worried now, but... Um, It'll be fine. It's a, it's a novel again, so... Well, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a novel. It should be a bit better, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but I've read all the Primark books so far and I've loved them. Actually, you know what? I've not read one. I've listened to them. (laughs) You didn't like the Ultramarines one? No, the Ultramarines one was a real disappointment. And that was by David Annadale. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) As a a theme here. Yeah, I'm sorry, David. If you do listen to this, I'm sorry. I really like you as a guy. You are really nice. If you do listen to this, you've never listened to it again. That's for bloody shit. Yeah, no, I... I, I Again... It's not you, David. It's us. It's, you know... No, I think David Arndale is a strong writer of a particular type of fiction. Um, and you know what? Robert Gulliman, as if it was, if you read it as that particular time, it's more of a Space Marines battle novel than it is a deep cerebral look at the Primarch's personality. Because it doesn't tell us anything we don't already know about Robert Gulliman. <coughs> but in comparison to all the other Primarch's books, it is the worst in the series so far because it isn't as good an exploration of their character. Fair enough. I will buy it, I will listen to it, and I will give it a review. Hopefully next okay. month. Uh, and then 20th of October, so the week after, we've got Heralds of the Siege um, with uh, Get Off My Lawn Dawn. Yeah, that's... I mean, the, I'm not too worried about the, <laughs> this itself. I just want that... I want that artwork. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Warhammer Art will put that. I just, on I just hold website. that above my bed. Just so <laughs> when I, I'm safe when I know I go to sleep. I want the Titan Death one. The Dawn's going to protect me. Yeah. And then we've got first of December. Well, Val, Val will get jealous. I mean, no, they'll be next to each other. Okay. Like, yeah. Good chums. Then we've got yeah. a whole month's gap. Nothing in November. We've got first of December. We've got Horus Heresy um, Audio Collection Volume One, which is a box set, a CD box set. Um, and that pictures Raven's Flight, um, Butcher's Nails, Templar, Thief of Revelations, Hunter's Moon, The Sigilite, and Little Horus. Uh, apparently, it's a uh, it's a new version of Little Horus as an audio drama. So, so I really liked Butcher's Nails. Was great. Yeah, Butcher's Nails is great. So it's a nice collection yeah, of existing Even I read, even I listened to, sorry, Butcher's Nails, and I thought it was great. Yeah. 
Right, so listen to that again later, actually. Is that the one on the spaceship? At the start of the spaceship? Yeah, yeah, they're on the the the, the Eldar, you know, spaceship, and uh, mm. yeah, and and sort of. It was one of those first books that really gave a good insight into Angron's mind, as it were. Um, really, really. Is that, cool. one, with, is, is that the one with a really cool um, female captain? Yes, Latara Asaran. Yes, yeah. and doesn't um, Angron get stomped on and then lift up the Titan? No, no, that's in... Is that um, in that one? That's in Betrayer. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, but I do love Lorita Saren. She's fantastic. Oh, yes. There's one. There's just this one scene with her, which is just so phenomenal. She's... um. Uh, one of the space, one of the world eaters was supposed to stay on the ship to defend it from boarders. And he decides, you know, I'll sod it. I'm going to go down to the surface and kill some people. So when he gets back to the ship, after the ship gets boarded, of course, um, and he's not there to say it off, she just takes her gun, walks up to him and shoots him in the head. Um, w- w- you know, with a last pistol. Of course he survives. And then he's like, yeah. the faces are down and she's just like, yeah, come on. <laughs> It's the only way to deal with a world eater. Yeah, don't want to mess with her. Last pistol in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that should be interesting. I don't know how much that's, that's going to cost, but um, actually, I might be able to find out. I think I've got a list here, but I should imagine that'll be a pretty penny. Um, but most of that's the only thing that's new in there is the the audio drama version of Little Horus. Um, Thirty five quid. It's going to be. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. not. It's it's one of those Christmas things, you know. You get half a tank. Very very much a. How Christmas. Well there is that? It's very much a Christmas present for someone. But yeah. I've got all of these on download, and the only thing I'm missing yeah. out on is the um, audio drama of Little Horus, which is not worth thirty five quid, one assumes. No, no. I'm, I I must admit there was a little temptation, but I'm like, you know what? I love Little Horus as a story, but I don't think I need the audio drama version of it. Okay. Yeah. And then Fair we've enough. got a Visions of Heresy also out on the 1st of December. That's 50 quid. Um, that is, um, that's the one with a new cover, very controversial cover. Um, cause some people liken it to a bit of a child's painting. Um, okay. I like it. I like it. I mean, it's the, I mean, we have had several different, you know, interpretations of this scene. It's Neil Roberts' second, uh, version of this scene. Oh, crack, he's going to upset me with Roberts now. No, no, I love it. I actually love it. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was hilarious when, when it was revealed in the, um, at the, at the Black Library Live. And, um, and, and someone did ask, what's all those feathers for? And then, uh, and then the last who was introducing it just said, think about it. And then it was sort of like, he just went, oh. Uh, yeah. Cause it's sort of like, where are those feathers from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that I prefer the previous version. I I do prefer the previous version, but this is nice. It's it's different. It's another version of the same artwork, and you know what? That's fine. Um, mm. I prefer the other version, but obviously, it's a new version. They want to give something to differentiate it, and this is a classic scene. Okay. Does this have more new, sort of new artwork in it, or is it? Yes, new artwork. Okay. Um, it, it's updated. Um, it's obviously got the new covers in it, um, new interior artwork. Um, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see. Um, 
it's got Alan Merritt's notes still in it, but they've been updated by Guy Haley. Um, whether I nice. buy this or not, I don't know. I pro- oh, who's kidding? I'm, I'll probably will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> not buying it to buying it, all in a split second there. I, 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 okay. I don't know whether I will buy it, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. I've got this. I've got the second edition, and that's great. And um, I can only imagine this will be better. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. And then we've got two more. Uh, the week after that, eighth of December. We've got Hubris of Monarchy, which is an audio, which is an audio drama. Um, Twelve pounds on CD, so I imagine that's a nine ninety nine download. Um, it usually is, um, and that uh, covers um, a. Uh, it basically is sort of parallel to Betrayal at Calf, um, with a particular ultramarine captain, uh, Captain Ecclesius. Um, the name sounds familiar. I'm just trying to trying to think where mm-hmm. where I've heard that from, Ecclesius. Um, Ecclesius. Uh, oh, he's in Mark of Cal. That's it. Um, I just had to Google it there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's Andy Smiley doing an audio drama. Um, on, uh, on, on, uh, which, which is no mean feat, let me tell you. Trying to do an audio drama. I tip my hat to that man. Uh, in our recent experience of trying to actually add audio drama to our <laughs> last events, I wholeheartedly agree because it is really difficult. Obviously, it's particularly difficult if it's you just you and a microphone. But yeah, it's it's yeah. tough, isn't it? I, I love the yeah. cover of this, by the way. Absolutely phenomenal cover uh, for this uh, for this collection. And then um, and then finally, we've got the book that I think a lot of us are all waiting for: Titan Death, eighth mm. of December. It does um, look good. I like the cover as well. Book fifty-three. Oh yeah, the cover is the cover is amazing. Yeah, I mean um, to be fair, you can't go wrong putting a Imperator Titan on the front of a book, can you? Nope. Let's be truthful. It's it's a winner. Um, it might be a bit odd in Delia Smith's next novel. That's true. Or also possibly in a real estate thing. You know, if you're thinking probably not the best place to move to would be the yeah. Basilica above that massive engine of death. But yeah, it's Come still to a damn cool thing. It's only a little bit. The views destroyed. are nice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very mobile. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's coming on the eighth of December. Um, book th- book fifty three, and it will be the uh, battle at Beta Garmin. Okay, so, um, so for those of us who aren't, you know, aficionados of the timeline, Beta Garmin was before the siege of terror but it was it was a significant um it it represented uh, a strategic resource that needed to be taken before the siege of terror it represented the best way in and out of the soul system that's right in in terms of warp roots and the loyalists the loyalists mustered there and then the traitors decided hang on a minute we need to go and deal with this so they went and dealt with that as best they could i mean in terms of timelines of the books we're actually past Beta Garmon um, because yeah. um, Slave to Darkness is set after uh, Beta Garmon. Oh, okay, right. Um, so, a uh, 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 spoiler alert: um, Beta Garmon has already fallen during Slaves to Darkness, and originally, apparently, they weren't going to do a Beta Garmon book, but this book was sort of uh, put forward uh, with Titanicus. Uh, yes, of course. And then we're going to get Titan Death as a Titanicus campaign book. That'd be interesting. So, Very cool. Um, it should be fun. And that's and that's the books. 
So what we'll do is we'll move on. We've got a couple of rules questions this month. So um, yeah, we have. Yeah, one of them must be from a, a Mr. G Mills of uh, the <laughs> North. <laughs> yes, there is. Okay, come on, let's 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 do this thing. <laughs> Okay, so we're now on to our, our normal section around tactical and rules, and this uh, month we're going to concentrate on the rules, not so much on the tactics. So, with a heavy heart, I have to admit that uh, Christopher Mills, Esquire, actually pointed out an area of rule that I got somewhat wrong. Only a so, small bit. I mean, it's not like you were playing something completely wrong at all. Yeah, no, I was no way. Playing something completely yes. wrong. Thanks yeah, to yeah. Chris Chris Mills uh, for pointing this out. Uh, just to let you know that um, you know, uh, karma is a wonderful thing. And uh, in this instance, so what happened is I neglected to read a particular rule, and that rule for all those listening out there thinking, how could this man, this demigod of heresy playing, get something wrong? It must be something so obscure, so mm. you know, utterly obtuse that only his brother could find it. No, actually, it was fairly obvious. <laughs> yeah, um, it's right there. It's right there in the right of war, which is around the fact that you have to have more units with the Legion Astartes rule than without it in a Pride of the Legion army. Now, and also in Primarch's Chosen. I and also in Primarch's Chosen, because I thought, oh, Primarch's Chosen, no, I'd say no replies. So my World Eaters Army, which is Terminators, obviously, uh, wasn't entirely legal, I think is the way that I could put it. So it, it does become a bit of a grey area, this one, to be fair, because there's no, not, I haven't seen a clear definition, because dedicated transports, how do they fit into this? Do they They're count as part of the unit? But are they? You yes. see what I mean? Because it's you, when we get into buy, this... you buy them as part of the unit, they're okay. part of the unit. If, if that's the case, then they never become scoring in a game where you get a victory point for killing a unit, and we're into a whole world of confusion. Do you see what I mean? Because if it's okay, I get that. So if we're saying, unless it, the rule specifically says that the you know the dedicated transports do not count to your total for Pride of the Legion, fair enough. But if it's not clear, clear, then does that mean that when you blow up a Spartan that's a dedicated transport for a Terminator squad, you don't get a kill point for that fundamentally? You only get a kill point if you killed all the Terminators and the Spartan. Well, so, when you and I play, mm, we always we count we it as we do. it's a kill point each. Yep, which I think is fair. It's just not clear. And I think we'll probably put that into the Company of Legends um, sort of rules errata that we do before we start the games and say, okay, for everybody to avoid any confusion, any dedicated transports that are blown up count as a victory point. But it is a bit of a grey one, that one, isn't it? I must admit. Anyway, the long and short of it is that because there's a good chance that even with dedicated transports, which was all of my um, uh, drop pods, my Dreadclaw drop pods, uh, for my Terminators, I would still probably not have enough Legion Astartes things, including even though I had Praetors and it's, Chaplain. It's all, it's all the Dreadnoughts. This is yeah. Dreadnoughts. Yeah, the Dreadnoughts are another one. It's like, is that one unit? Or was that well, three? So, yeah, it was Dreadnoughts and the fact that you take three heavy support choices. Yeah, that also didn't help, to be fair. Well, um, the, the, the Dreadnoughts come as a talent. 
and the talent yep. counts as one unit. Okay, so that could potentially be offset by one HQ choice, but the three heavy supports, as Chris said, couldn't be because I had a um, whirlwind Scorpius, yay! I had a Venator, yay! And I had the Derodeo. So three heavy support choices, not a corresponding three Legion Astartes to to cancel them out unless the dedicated transports don't count because then it would just about break even. Well, I think we discussed that you're going to start dropping the Venator before, haven't we? Yeah, so I think what I'll do is I'll get rid of the Venator and replace that with a heavy support squad. Um, so that which does have the Legion of Starters. What so I think about that makes the destroyers? Because I think you've got some destroyers for this army. Yeah, so I think what we're doing yeah. for, the, for the event coming up is the destroyers are going to slot in and Chris is going to... Uh, yeah, the, 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 the destroyers and the Moritat um, yeah. are filling in a gap. Yeah, because that's two things with the Legion of Starters. Yeah. So anyway, just goes to show how incredibly wrong you can get things. But if, if that was just the first time, that would be okay. But not only that, somebody... Uh, pointed out today, and I'll just get their name up, so bear with me for two seconds, um, where we got something wrong in the last episode. Now, uh, normally we, we would award somebody with a prize for that, but unfortunately it's becoming so expensive with me that we uh, we just can't afford to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skin. It cost me £70 a month in implement cups. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen just yet, guys. But uh, the long and the short of it is that uh, when we talked last month about the 1,000-point potentially awful uh, mechanicum list that you could throw together. Um, the actual units aren't scoring, which is what I said the tanks were scoring, um, which would have made the army more effective. But they are. Or at least they're not in the way that I thought they were. So I'll just get the right of war up for those, because I think that was quite key that you had to do this. So the list that we proposed was um, using the... Not the Tagmata, the uh, the tank one. For the, I can't remember what reductor. they are. Yeah, so using the auto reductor and using the um, artillery tank battery um, option, which was a a twelve ten ten um, kind of Rhino chassis with demolisher cannon. So basically, like your, uh, a normal uh, Vindicator with a demolisher cannon, except the armor's slightly worse. Um, but they aren't scoring, uh, as I said they were, so um, or at least they aren't scoring in that context. So just to give you a heads up, if you are thinking of doing that, just remember um, to check that right of rule, which I didn't do. So there you go. Or at least didn't you know, do it thoroughly. Uh, at some point, what we're going to have to do is do, a me- is do a series of Mechanicum episodes over a couple of months. Because um, um, I know um, Brendan, did his de- Brendan did his demystifying the um, Mechanicum episodes on Radio Free S-Fan. Um, which are really good, but I think that it's it, we could give that we could give that a go at some point. Do do some mechanica. We probably have to do it over a series, over a couple yeah. of, over a couple of months. Just dedicate this whole tactical section to mechanicum because um, it's a very complex and different army. There's lots of different rules um, and some new stuff as well. And do you know who we should get on for? You know whose whose advice we should get for this if he's interested, Christian. Oh. Don't he'll be he'll, he he will uh, you just what will happen is he'll get he'll, you'll encourage him to go and get the army again. We don't want to be doing that. Uh, so, you're right, you're right. Um, right. Um, but um, no, Mechanicum uh, okay. is uh, is it's it's a it's it's an army because um, not a lot of people know it, and that's why I think it wins a lot because when you know when I play it, I lose quite often against Mechanicum, and it's because I, I just think it wins a lot because it's 
it's quite a good army against space it's marines. It's a very good army against space marines, and I think one mm -hmm. of its big strengths is that people don't know what it can do. Yeah, I think it's it's that um, uh, sort of victory by obfuscation, which yeah. happens to custodies as well. To, to a, be a bit fair. like a solar a solar auxiliary okay. are the same as well as are the as are militia. No, it's a militia is a, it's classic for that because there's so many combinations with the provenances that it's very hard to keep a track of in your head and you know so you you, you don't really know how to deal with them because you're just used to dealing with marines and marines and spartans and you know the lightnings with kraken missiles these things are kind of the common everyday things and then all of a sudden you're faced with this swarm of you know guys in actually what is power arm because they can have three plus armor yeah. coming at you so it's it's a very different proposition, which is great from a gaming point of view. But you know, they, you tend to lose against them because you're so used to playing a game in a particular way, and it doesn't work against these other armies. So I think that would be an interesting thing to do, actually, Michael. Maybe say there's a couple of challenges um, to sort of get to grips with Mechanicum for for people out there. If people think they're interested, if if you're not, let us know. And if you are, definitely let us know. Well, I think that will be on the list for next year. We'll um, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll we'll. we'll, we'll how, how do you fancy tackling that in our first three episodes of next year? I think that's a good idea. I think it would be yeah. a. I mean, let's, let's break to, ourselves in gently. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to, you know, get myself in some sort of rad cleanser afterwards. But yeah, have definitely. Have medication. Yeah, because I mean, I could just see the the rage would boil <laughs> over. But uh, yeah, I think that's a really good idea, Michael. So we should do that. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, what was the other thing that we got? I got horribly wrong. I don't think there was anything else. Those are just the two confessed my sins for the world. Um, so what have we got here? So the second question of the day, what happens when two units contradict each other? Now, this is interesting. So Arcus at Telemon. Arcus rolls D3 times. Yeah, this came in. This was in the 30K channel. Sorry, not the 30K channel. In the Iron Warriors 30K group. And it's an interesting one, actually. So this is where a Telemon... Uh, so an Arcus, if it does a penetrating hit with the cluster warheads, I think it is the rule, uh, gets D3 times on the penetration table and you pick the highest. The Telemon says you roll the dice twice and pick the lowest. So so what happens? Do you roll three lots of two dice? I don't know. So well, I'll, I'm not tell you what, I'll tell you what I've done in the past yep. and what I've enforced. And this happened when I did 30k of it, sorry, 40k events in 7th mm -hmm. edition. Um, we did that one, Kings of the North, uh, yeah. Morehouse. And I had this come up at least a couple of times. And what I said was, they cancel each other out. And I think I have heard that said in heresy groups as well for this exact scenario. Okay. If you get a rule like that, because you can't rule one way or the other without, you know, damaging someone else's table. It's like, well, hey, hang on. How come he gets the advantage and I don't get the advantage? I think the fairest way to tackle a particular uh, you know, list like mm -hmm. it, contradiction like this is to say they cancel each other out. I'm pretty sure there's kind of uh, a precedent for that in the FAQ, you know, where there, there are other rules, not these ones particular, but there are other rules where they've said, you know, if you do this and this, they just cancel each other out. So I think as a house rule, we'd say it's a cancel out. Yeah, but yeah. it's so an interesting if, one. If someone queries yeah. that at Company of Legends Sorry. or any other event we do, I'm simply going to say they cancel each other out. Makes sense. I'm just trying to sort of mull it over, sort of the process. Yeah. But it's a weird one. It's pretty sure. I'm trying to see if you could do both. Well, I think you could roll D3, and that would give you three potential hits on the penetrating hit table, right? Yeah. So, so then you would then roll for each of those each of those dice, you could roll two dice and pick the lowest. 
I, so I if honestly you, if don't. You... I honestly don't think that there's a way to do it, which is fair to either player that still takes adv- that still gives them the advantage of their rules. I, mean, I, I don't you mean. know. I don't know why the Arcus gets the advantage, frankly. The, what because it's shooting a telemon and therefore should should never be able to do a penetrating hit. Just <laughs> frankly, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be able to look at it. But that's a <laughs> I think you're right, Michael, because the, it's, yeah. you, you then get into this well, the well, the well, the realm of statistical analysis that says actually, you know, rolling those dice that many times is a disadvantage for the rule in the first place. Let's just not mess about. Let's just cancel the things out. Yeah, so, uh, if you come to sense. if you come to one of my events and you and this comes up cancel each other out i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mess around with trying i'm not gonna mess around trying to say to someone um i'm you know this is what your army should do i think this is what should happen um it's it's because i don't think there's a fair way to do something like that because i i I don't want someone to lose out because i flipped a coin as it were yeah i mean there are times where there are real gray areas where there isn't any precedent that you can really call back on and for that, I think we just we just use um, rock, paper, scissors rather than roll-offs because, you know, there's an element of chance in there and it just feels a bit more, you know, the gods of fate, the war master's hand or the emperor himself have, you know, guided your choice for the next thing. So um, just as a different way of doing the, the roll-off. Yeah, it just rock, feels a little bit more satisfactory. Rock, yeah, yeah. rock, paper, scissors is good. Or pick a straw. I think it's, what we should put yeah. is, we should just names in a hat. Just take a name out, whoever gets the name wins. Yeah. I think it's just taking the randomness because you always feel a bit aggrieved about a random thing because it's like you know it's like it's completely random that decision. Whereas if you said actually rock paper scissors, there's an element of well, even though it's not potentially skill, but there's certainly an element of chance involved. So um, an there's an element of involvement in the process. Exactly, there's an element of control, isn't there? It, albeit even if it is just an illusion of control that you know. To basically make people turn around the other way so they can't look at what the other person's going to do and then just go, right, that was the end of it. So anyway, I, I, I've all been good. to some events where they make players roll off against each other uh, using um, set dice. Yeah, I think we're t- that's a bit too far for an Arab event. I mean, for a tournament, okay, fair enough, but we're not doing that. Okay, yeah. so I think that was the, 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 lead, yeah. the scoring units. You know what transports. I might do? I might get some mince pies. Because you can buy them now in the shops, you know. Sod it's been just September. Get some mince pies. Right, whoever eats this mince pie quickest. Yeah, that would be... I would never win. I hate that's, mince pies. That's, I'd rather, that's, that's got a health concern written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, because are they going to be gluten-free for a start, oh, just in God. case? Oh, there's a whole raft of... Is, someone gonna, is one of the people a diabetic? You know, yeah. it's not Oof. as simple as just eat a cake these days. Frankly, I think mince pies are, are Lucifer's own confectionery um, because they've obviously been dreamt up in the in the kitchens of hell. Yeah, I, 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 I would I would agree I would agree with you there. And I, just as a tan, just as a complete tangent, because uh, we like a tangent. I'm going on a complete yeah, tangent do. because you brought up baking. <laughs> okay, that is a tangent. <laughs> um, Go on. Uh, for those of you who are watching, um, the 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 that. You know, that symbol of middle class um, <laughs> programming. Uh, the best thing on a Tuesday night right now. The, the Great British Bake Off. I'm, yes. not, I, I, I'm not watching it. I really should. I promised her I would. But the contestant, Kim Joy. Yes. Is, well, she's actually a friend of mine. Um, but she's the, um, she's the partner of the guy who owns Travelling Man, who are the, one of the friendly local gaming stores in, well, Newcastle and Leeds and uh, Manchester. York. 
and York. The one in York. They've got one in York. Lovely store. Uh, The one in York's actually uh, been nominated a couple of times for uh, for comic independent comic book of the year at the um, at the awards in uh, uh, San Francisco Comic Con. Wow. I mean, come for the heresy, stay for the Bake Off. I know, right? I mean, the people we know, the hobnob with the rich. Oh yeah, Tom Tom Sargent was like. was was just just sent me a, uh, I think he posted on Facebook the other day. He got a suggested friend because um, uh, of Kimjoy because we're mutual friends. And it was like, how the hell did this happen, Michael? Well, there you go, there you go. So I have taken anyway. to, to cheering her on up when when I watched that particular TV show. She she. I, I mean, we are due, really due to the loads of now association to, that we have. Now we're whatever listeners we had have now switched off because you know I will just say though her. The thing that she did this week with the universe and the turtles was very, very cool. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, the BBC, it's not BBC, it's Channel 4 now, isn't it? Mm. When when they yes. shared the post, they were like, welcome to Earth, the peaceful space turtles. And it was like, you just don't get it, do you? See, I, yeah. I happened to be out of the room when that 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 air part of the show went on. And okay. I, I came back and there was, there was the universe and turtles. And I assumed that it was a Pratchett inspired. So did I. So did I, but apparently it, 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 it was. It was. Oh, okay. It Fair was enough. Pratchett inspired, but they basically cut it out the fact that it was Pratchett inspired. Why would yes. you do such a thing? Copyright, maybe? They don't understand geek stuff. Yeah, you're probably right. The man, the, the man was knighted. Anyway. I, I met him anyway. once, you know. Oh, did you, did you cuddle him? Kim no, I did not. I, I was... I was at the UK Games Expo. This is going back a few years. Uh, this was when I was working for Steve Jackson Games. Um, uh-huh. I was in the demo area. This is when it was in the, um, the Hilton Hotel. And I was just in sort of it. We had our little area in the entrance uh, way of the hotel. And we were sort of by this big wall of Domino's, empty Domino's pizza boxes. And it was about half one in the morning. And the guy I was working with, Phil, um, was writing the, um, alongside Terry, was writing the, um, the, the, the Discworld, um, RPG, um, system, which is based on GURPS. Right. And, um, he'd been sort of chatting with text with, 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 with Sir Terry, um, all, all weekend. And he was just sat in and he just comes in the entrance of the hotel and it's like, is that? And he's like, it is. And he just comes up and he goes, Phil, I've got this fantastic idea. We got to sort this out now and just dragged him upstairs to his hotel room. Um, to to write a section of the the RPG book. Wowzers! There you like, go. That was is like, only about true. thirty seconds, and I didn't say anything to him, and he didn't say anything to me. But it was sort of like, whoa! Yeah, that is in the presence of greatness. Totally. Well, there you go, Michael. You hobnob with the rich and infamous, uh, not only from the baking world but also from the world of literature. So, you lucky chap. Anyway, well, I did want, and I much. also once told George R. R. Martin that I wanted that I wanted to kill his dog. Okay, I'm just going to. That's a story for that, the Christmas yeah, special. Let's, I think. Yeah, let's, let's just okay. That that's I'll, get I will tell out. that another story another time, but <laughs> there, there is context okay. about it. You can't just drop that in there, mate. You just can't. Okay. No, I, think uh, we just, I think we just... No, save it. Let's let's build it. Let's do it for the Christmas special. Oh, you're being a dangler. You're dangling with a little bit of a story. <laughs> oh, right. Anyway. Fair enough, fair enough, fair no enough. No wonder Australians want to kill us all. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to rename this section Tactical Rules and Massive Tangents. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. I think we've managed to fill that 
remarkably on some serious tangent work. Good work, team. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, so is that is that everything for? That's all I wanted to talk about. Okay. In that all right. So we'll go over to and more. We'll go over to lists. We're not doing a list challenge this month. What we're actually going to no. do is pick out our. We're going to have a quick run through, not like a full breakdown of all the lists, but we'll have a quick look at the list that people are bringing to Company of Legends. Pick out our favourites, and we'll talk about Graham and Chris's lists briefly. And I'll talk about Dave's as well because I. Oh yeah, I suppose you've written it. that, so yeah. we may as well, well well talk about Dave's. And there's not going to really be a vote this month. I, I would like to point out though that I, I I seem to have gotten the um the critics' choice for um <laughs> for last month's list. I don't want to I don't want to get all Donald Trump about electoral colleges here, but um what was the actual vote though from the people? Um, we didn't really put up a vote. We got yeah, we did. Did we actually put up a vote thing? We did. Oh, can you dig it out? It's it, it, I, I've got a screenshot of it for this very purpose. Because, <laughs> who had it? Because I didn't. Me. Know if we did. You got it. Nice. I got, I got it. I got it. How so much was, It was. I think it was around the fifty-eight percent to whatever forty-two percent. Oh, so it was okay. close. So so Brexit but, proportion. But not enough. Yeah, not enough say. for another referendum. That's for sure. Fair enough. So, fair uh, enough. No, no, no. I, I don't know why, but I thought I was convinced we hadn't put one on, and I'd only seen comments saying I thought Michael's was better. I I put it on. That's why yeah, you didn't you, see it. You, so you've uh, got form. You've got form for being friendly with the experts. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's right. The voice of reason, right here. Um, anyway, people people did think that my blood okay, angels. So, so Chris's, uh, not Chris's. Graham's one. Okay, so yes. let's uh, let's go on and have a look but, at this then. But just before you move okay. across from that, um, although you're right, I did win. Um, I was the silent majority there because nobody said, Graham's this is way better. They just voted for it. Whereas people were so enamoured with your list, they thought they should com- you know, com- put something were down. There, were there any Russian votes for you? I'm not con- com- I can't confirm or deny whether I used Cambridge Analytica to, to, to boost my scores. But this might explain the hotel <laughs> room then. <laughs> didn't you have some loose association with Cambridge Analytica at one point that's all I'm saying you're bringing that up as well yeah, that's also true actually so, really? Yeah. okay no yeah, are we saving did. that for the Christmas special or what is it going to be Confessions of a Heresy podcaster I think well, so yeah yeah we'll have to have, a, we'll have, to have a, um, a stupid story section oh, that's going to get massively out of hand really quickly <laughs> yeah everyone will blame you for Brexit to, to the point of like libel. Bear in mind, this is libelous. So it's not. It's not. Gonna, no, don't. Don't. No. Okay. Anyway, moving very swiftly on because it's going to cause all manner of bother. Um, let us go to these lists. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right then. The list. So we've. Had these lists in Microsoft, a fantastic job of preparing them, answering questions, getting everything updated, putting them all into one sensible PDF so people can see them. And we've expanded it out, not just the people going to the event, but to the general public as well um, for sort of comments and feedback. And we've had a, a mixed bag, I think, is a, is a, is a safe wow. way to say it. So I'm, I'm going to concentrate on the loyalist lists because I'm going to be. Uh, facing them and Chris is going to concentrate on the traitors and Michael's going to sort of wade in with his his uh, wisdom rough for both so what we're going to do here is we're just going to talk about where we think we are and it's a very subjective thing list um 
rating or you know how good a list is or how bad a list is or whatever it's a very subjective exercise um and we're not discussing the naughty list at this point no just, so, just so for people that are listening uh hoping current to get, the event yeah. hoping to get a preview of the naughty list we may or may not reference those people but we're not going to tell you who they are okay it's until um, the event yeah i mean it's quite an interesting thing that the naughty list has become its own kind of uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's come <laughs> it's and its own itself yeah. Is. I'm yeah. not sure whether it's because people want to be on it or people don't want to be on it. I'm, I'm not sure yet. But anyway, the long and short of it is, I, I think that on the whole, I'm going to be a bit um, optimistic here. The lists that we've got in seem um, less extreme than we got in in March. Would you say that's true? I think that's yeah. certainly the case. We do have some pretty extreme lists there are some pretty extreme lists in here there's no denying that but, but there are uh, they are toned down and it's very interesting to see how certain units have all but disappeared um and other units have suddenly become very very popular as a result of the faq yeah i, I feel to ask you the faq if there's one feedback for the faq is that the variety of units has definitely increased i.e there's a lot more different things than there used to be and i think yeah. the biggest change was the getting rid of the um sniper vets because they were so good you, you were mad to take anything else and now we're seeing breaches uh in quite a lot of units yeah yeah i was surprised uh, to see so many breaches we're seeing to dreadnoughts filling up those spaces yeah yeah, yeah, yeah contempt, more contempt of dreadnoughts We've got the, just the normal tactical squads, you know, making this a, a return. So it's really cool. You know, there's lots of different things. And from my point of view, what you know, what makes an interesting list, uh, I kind of defer a bit to um, to Brendan on this one from Sons of Heresy. Heresy, Sons of Heresy, yeah. yeah. Because you know, he, he made a good point actually, which is you know, you can make a very powerful list, but that very powerful list, just spamming one unit, isn't actually that interesting to play against. So what you want. Says Mr. Two okay. <laughs> okay, steady the hell on. You know, it's not an army full of arcuses, is it? I could have had four of them, so just you know, cool your, cool your jets. Um, actually, but, yeah, what's worse, two arcuses or two telemons? Two telemons every day of the week because I'm uh, saying that because um, I don't get to do the cluster missile thing with them. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, playing against an army that's got lots of different things going on, it's quite interesting, you know. You know, I haven't got the thing, same thing, yeah. All the time. Well, we've seen a real, you know, there's jet bikes, I think, have been a oh, yeah, surprise. Yeah. Lots of jet bikes. A, good, a lot of jet bikes. Um, people put them in. We've talked about them quite a lot on this um, podcast about how good they are as a unit. Um, and when we've done, I know, I know that uh, you know, I've done some lists for things like Blood Angels and White Scars. And when you start to look at them, you're thinking, my word, these really are very, very good units. Um, Leviathans, a lot of Leviathans. And I thought they'd kind of gone a bit out of favour. You didn't see too many of them, but they seem to have kind of made a bit of a return, they have, which yes. is nice to see. Um, but the traditional, you know, um, armies with Spartan and sort of Terminators are still there, but there's a lot of different things going on there. The one unit I think I'm seeing more on, certainly looking at the traitor lists, and is Apothecaries. Yes. Yeah, there's there one are, list with about I, three there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's a couple of lists where there's sort of five or six um, apothecaries in, you know, mm. in that particular army. There's another one that's got, th- you know, I think it's two or three. Um, so they're, I mean, they're filling that elite slot that was probably previously taken up, as you said before, by bets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and there's so, very little in the way of Pride of the Legion either. 
which was always yeah. very com- which was yeah. very common in March. It um, was when it was, but but should I give I you the also... breakdown of legions? Yeah, actually, I was going to say well, that. Yeah, yeah, stats? we've got we've got no dark angels. We've got mm, two emperors. We chil- we've got two emperors' children, which are the first, it's the first time. time we've ever had emperors' children. Yeah. So that's mm. quite interesting. Uh, two iron warrior armies. Yeah. Um, no white scar- no white scars. Um, four space wolves army, which is exactly the same as we had last time. Right. Uh, three imperial fists, which is the most imperial fist we've ever had. Yeah. Um, Represented. Two night lords. <laughs> uh, no blood angels. Is, it, oh, is, night, is that the first Night Lords that we've seen? No, no, no we we've, had, had, um, we've had two Mark. in March. And yeah, we March. Had, yeah, we've Mark. always had a Night Lords army. At every event, cool. at least one. Yep. Yeah, because uh, Gareth. Gareth yeah, yeah, Gareth. We've had one in the first one, one in the second one, two in last March, and two in this one. Uh, no no Blood Angels. Um, we've got one Iron Hands. Yeah. Uh, two World Eaters. They're not a common unit, not a common army Iron Hands, but I think uh, the rules the are really good. The first event we had three World Eater armies, the second and the third we had just the one, and this time right. we have two. Um, we've got, for the first time ever, no Ultramarines. Wow. Uh, we've got two Death Guard, which okay. you know, we've had two yeah. in the last couple we'll of events. We've always had them, yeah. yeah. Uh, two Thousand Suns Armies, um, which is down from three in March. Yeah. Uh, for the first time ever, no Sons of Horus. Wow. Uh, no, okay. word, no word bearers. Uh, Goodness. Two salamanders. Yeah. Uh, three raven guard, which is quite interesting. Uh, that is. Yeah. Because uh, I think we only had one, at least one. I'm just trying to think. I know there was one. There was Adam one last time, and then we uh, had two in the first two events. Yeah. Then we've got, we doubled the number of Alpha Legions we've had over. Alpha Legions, very, uh, very popular. Four yeah. Alpha Legion armies. Um, yeah. Three Mechanicum armies, which is the lowest Mechanicum armies we've ever had. Uh, one... yeah, I wonder why Graham. <laughs> uh, one Questorus Knight's army. Mm-hmm. Uh, four Talons of the Emperor. Um, so read that as Custodes. <laughs> well, I'm not. Oh, my Somebody thoughts were made perfectly clear earlier. Uh, one militia. Where were they a year ago? One militia list. <laughs> um, one Solar Auxilia. Uh, but no Warp Cults and no Chaos Demons. Oh. Wow. So there you go. Interesting spread. I mean, the, the definitely seen the rise of the Alpha Legion. They are a good, they've got some fan, fabulous rules. But we've actually got, is that on purpose? What we've got a loyalist Alpha Legion, or did we have to put him in there to make the numbers? No, he requested loyalist. Very cool. Because a lot of people, I mean, taking Alpharius as a, as a, um, and die that and stuff like that. I mean, they have great combination. So this uh, guy has gone to the other side. And- we only had one player whose um, loyalty um, preference we weren't able to guarantee. Right, okay, that's very cool. So, but yeah. I ended up a loyalist. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's really cool. That's a cool move, you know, to um, take them as loyalists because most of the benefits come from the special characters, which you can't take as loyalists, I don't think. So nicely done, Chris Gibson. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the loyalist armies, so going through them, there's one army that I that really interests me because of that. Going back to that earlier um, uh, sort of way of thinking about it, which is the variety of different units that are in there. Um, and so I'm just going to. So the army that I'm quite looking forward to seeing and playing, and this is going to probably surprise people a bit, is uh, Jack Simpson's Raven Guard and Mechanicum. Because oh, it's yeah. actually 
it's an interesting combo. It's actually the best of both worlds. So it's a toughie, this list, I think. You know, it's not it's not a, it's not a slouch. It covers most bases. Um, so in that, he's got a, a Praetor with all of the trimmings that you'd expect, where the Iron Halo, the Paragon Blade, um, Artificial Armor, on a jet bike. So, you know, that's pretty pretty monstrous. He's got um, a couple of Contemptor Mortis Dreadnoughts with Keras Assault Cannons for some anti-air, one assumes, but they're also pretty good at just stripping down things with Volume of Fire. Mm-hmm. Two Two straightforward um, tactical squads, 10-man in a Rhino, Sergeant with Artist for Armour, fairly standard. He's got a Xiphon, again, another pretty powerful unit, ground tracking augurys, and that comes with twin-link Lascanus, doesn't it? And that um, yeah, missile launcher thing, which is, yeah. which is also pretty, not not an un, not a slouch when it comes to doing things over. Uh, Jetbike Skyhunters, again, which I'm assuming the Praetor would go with, with uh, Volkite Culverins, again. That's a, that's a it's just the one Volkite Culverin. Oh, it's just one block right Yeah, they, they can take heavy one heavy weapon in three. Right. Yeah, okay, they come standard it. with heavy bolters, and then one in yes. three can take a heavy weapon, like, uh, well, can, can take a Volkite Culverin or a Plasma right. Cannon. Sure. Then he's got a Fire Raptor, which is a really good anti-infantry um, unit. Four Hellstrike missiles. Yeah, they're not too bad at punching through some armors, and they're quite heavy bolters, so he's going, going to go for a sort of volume of fire against things. And then he's... Because I like these tanks, which is why I probably highlighted this one, um, is the Sakaran Arcus, which is you know a great unit as we've talked about many times. He's also gone for the um, the standard uh, Sakaran, which I think is a, a great tank, and I'm, you know I've always loved that tank. So with an auxiliary drive, so rather you know quite an expensive upgrade, but obviously that's going to be moving about. And he's got Corus Cor, sorry Corvus Corax is his HQ, who isn't the most devastating of. Um, Praetors, I think, but he has got his place, I think, and he can be a bit nasty when he puts his mind to it. So interesting. That's got the Liberation Force, which I must admit I haven't looked at in terms of what that Riot War does. Um, but he's allied with some Mechanicum, which is an interesting combo because obviously you've got the very fast moving, uh, quick attack, attack and fade kind of tactics of the Raven Guard balanced out with a slightly slower, slower moving um, Mechanicum force. So he's got a Magos Dominus, which is you know, by itself a pretty reasonable choice. Then he's got some um, Castellax. So he's got three Castellax. Um, so that's, uh, sorry, two Castellax, both of them with um, bolters and dark fire cannons and shock charges. And then these are a bit naughty. I will give you that, but they have been toned down since the FAQ. Two Volterax, um the, the Stratos one. So these are the, the bane of my life because they're the ones with the uh, three-shot haywires. And so they're Legio Cybernetica. So it's an interesting unit. There's lots of different things to think about from an opponent's, from being an opponent for this. There's lots of things that I would have to think about to counter this. And I'm, I don't think I would do particularly well with the army that I've got against it because um, it does cover a lot of bases. But in terms of interest, there's a lots of interesting things and there's nothing, you know, like, like you say, it covers all, it covers a lot of bases. That's the it, thing about it, it. It's a it's a good all rounder list. I think it, it, there's there aren't any or many areas that you could think, oh, we can exploit that. Maybe a drop pod army, possibly, um, because I don't unless the Magos Dominus has got it. There's no uh, augury scanners, so you might be able to get the jump on some of the stuff if you had a lot of drop pods coming in. But other than that. It's got the anti-aircraft, so you know it's got a lot of anti-infantry. The dark fire cannons on the Castellax are very good at getting through um, the uh, Spartans. 
because of the Lance rule. So it takes him down to armor 12 anyway. Um, so, you know, he's got those sorts of things covered. The Arcus itself, we know, is quite good, not against armor 14, but anything armor 13 uh, or below, it's it's a pretty good tank. And even the Sakaran, to be honest with you, the, the normal Sakaran with the rending on on the on its normal cannons can get through a, to armor 14 uh, push. So I think that's going to be a tough list. I think that's going to do well. Lots of shooting. There's a lots of volume of fire, which is you know what I tend to fall back on in my list. So I can see that doing very well. But I like it because it's different and there's lots of things going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's mine. Okay. So I think so I've, I've re- I think for mine it's purely I don't have one list. I have a couple of lists, and that's the Emperor's Children lists. Okay. Um, because we don't see a lot of them. Yep. And both the guys that are playing those that respective army, they've they're using a a good number of the special units that that army has. Yeah. So you've got the cacophonies in there, you've got Fulgrim in both in it in both of them. Um Palantine Blades, they're you know, they're both using their um their legion's specific rights of war. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the Emperor's children are going to come up against sort of yeah. the traditional armies that we've we've seen a lot of over the last two or three years. Got you. I, I've fought against Emperor's children, and they are surprisingly they do take you by surprise. Yeah, because yeah, the, you know, the, I've I'm just sort of having a quick look. You know, the cacophony um, they sound particularly. Like they're going to cause somebody a headache. Um, Eidolon, uh, we know is no, he's no slouch. Trouble is, you know the character, and he's a he's the one that everybody loathes, isn't he? Yeah. So I would, if I was playing him, I wouldn't care about anybody else. I just want to kill Eidolon. <laughs> yeah, and that's always the thing, isn't <laughs> that's it? That's a tactic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just like go for the guy. Yeah, here he is. Eidolon's over here. You, your rest of your army just attack him, and I'll just go and take some of the objectives. Yes. So they've got some. Um, yeah, so the rights of war, they're quite good. So the Maru Skara, um, that has two effects. It's got the open blade and the hidden blade. Right. Now, the, the open blade means that on the first turn, they can add one inch to their movement, to their run, and their charge distances. Which right. is pretty useful when you think, you know, that's potentially sort of two or three extra inches they're going to gain on the battlefield. Yeah. In the first turn, yeah. I mean, that's um, if, for instance, you've got uh, land speeders, things like that, and if they can all do it, you know, they're going to be in there to cause your headache pretty rapidly. Oh yeah. Um, and the hidden blade. Uh, so you've got to use if it's your primary detachment, you'll choose a minimum of one and a maximum of three units from elite and fast attack choices. These, along with any independent characters, are held in reserve and treated entirely separately from any other reserve units in the game. The controlling player then must then, after deployment, but before the game begins, secretly write a note listing either turn two, turn three, or turn four as the turn in which they wish for their hidden blade units to arrive on. This note is then their face down in plain sight until the chosen turn arrives. When the chosen player turn ar- when the chosen player turn arrives. The note is shown to the opponent and the hidden blade revealed. 
The hidden blade units arrive in reserve as normal and gain the outflank special rule. Nice, that's a good combo. Isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so you can just you can choose when you want those. So it's deep strike without the stress of rolling a dice. Oh yeah, and just, I think that's quite a cool psychological thing as well because if you don't necessarily go for turn two, you're the person you're playing against is going to start to think, "Is this the turn?" You're going to start that sort of second guessing process in their minds. Yeah, yeah. So I know. I mean, it's, it's 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 always a worry, isn't it? You're thinking, I need to deal with what's in front of me, but I know there's other stuff coming on. And yeah, it, and, it, and it, it's, it's a it's a constant kind of thorn in your side, having to deal with that, even if they're not on the table. You know, you need to deal with them eventually. Yes. Whereas if you can shoot, you know, if if you know that there's this amount of units and they're definitely coming on at some point. Yeah. All at once. Yeah, that's that's quite a powerful yeah. thing to sort of be worrying about, especially depending on what those units are. Totally. Yeah, very so, cool. So that'd be quite. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah how the Emperor's Children um, stack up against. Yeah, it's just a blessed sort of um, full grim and everyone just seeing how they compare against the other Primarchs. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those the Emperor's Children probably more than probably more than everything else. Got it. I mean, although the the Night Lords do sort of. There is that nagging love that I have for them now. There is. Sort of, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at, you know, you've got the, the couple of lists and that's, you know, um, Mark who came in March and uh, Matthew, who I don't think we've seen before, but I might be wrong. Um, you know, they're both playing their Night Lords list. And I, just, I look at those lists and I think, yeah, that looks fun. That would be one fun day, to play with. One day. Yeah, one day. be mine. Very yeah. cool. So there you go. So there's some, so we picked out some some cool stuff in there, and that's a really good um, breakdown of those as well, Chris. So, but yeah, the, also actually for something we didn't mention was the rise of the champion, the Legion champion is actually yeah. very much figured in a lot of lists. Yeah. So the Paragon Blade add-on basically makes him just so much better because the Paragon Blade's a great weapon because it's quite devastating. It's AP two and it's an initiative. And that's the that's the bonus for it, isn't it? Basically, it's um, hitting something. And it's quite, uh, quite an appearance in Catapatri army as, armor as well. Mm. Yeah, I noticed that with Terminator ones. Yeah. So they're going to be bother. They are going to be bother. Basically, and there's no ways about it. So, but like I say, you've got to get them where you need them to be. But ultimately, you know, the Legion champion is definitely here to stay since they've just made that one alteration. Which is what you'd want, really. I mean, he's supposed to be the champion of the Legion. He's supposed to be devastating in close combat. And previously, yeah. I think the best he could do was a power weapon, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so that's not so cool. So, yes. Um, actually, what is on a sort of a side note, I suppose, from the traitor's point of view, um, interesting and, and still totally within the sort of uh, narrative direction of the Iron Warriors, Assault Marines, uh, Iron Warrior Assault Marine squads, you don't see them very often. And um, it would make sense, you know, that kind of bash through the... the, the he's got a couple of Medusas, so he's going to sort of smash through the defences and then the Assault Marines come in afterwards to sort of... Which was which would make sense. Yeah. Um, but it, all the bases are covered there. So you've got the 10 Iron Havocs, you know, they are serious business um, with um, 10 missile launchers. And Augury Scanner, so don't, you know, don't deep strike anything that's not in Terminator armour. And of course, then he's got the classic Tyrant Siege Terminator backup, six of those with Chain Fists. So, uh, you know, some serious. Now. He's only got five now. Oh, he's only got five now. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, he, sent a, he sent a slightly amended list. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, there's some, some stuff in there. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, reconnaissance squads as well. There's a fair few. Yeah, yeah. There reconnaissance is. squads are, are um, making an interesting 
an interesting showing. But so almost four, zero. Five. Almost, or, you know, quite very few veteran squads. Yeah, I think there's one army with them in, but you're right. Reconnaissance squads, I've never seen them, really. I mean, people just didn't use them. Now there's a lot more of them. Um, but I think the variety of, of stuff being used, which I think was the whole point of the FAQ to a certain extent, was to stop all these lists looking all the same, to make them more varied and interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely right up there. Cool. I'm very much looking forward to this. I've got to say, it's, it's, it's going to be weird playing uh, the event. I won't lie. Um, and, you know, we're sort of stressing a bit about making sure that we get all the stuff done and in time and all the rest of it. So it will be a little bit of pressure. Um, but to actually play against some of these lists, uh, it's going to be good fun, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, what's in date? So, what's in your list, Chris? We haven't talked about your list, have we? So, or mine, from, for that matter. Yeah, no. So, uh, my list, it's for, you know, regular listeners of the, of the show, it's kind of my um, usual standard list, I suppose it is now. It does have a couple of changes into it. Um, so, I've got Valdor. It's my main HQ. I am taking two shield captains because, Ooh. yeah, I don't. But neither, you know, they're not as bad as they could be. True enough. I've not. You know, they're they're not. Neither of them are tribunes, so they're easy. They're just perfectly killable. Um, they have neither of them have uh, shields. So they're only relying on their standard invulnerable save. All oh, right, so they're um, doing three plus saves or anything like that. Nope. Cool. Nope. They just have their standard uh, four up invulnerable save. I think it is currently. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're identical array strikes, digital lasers. Both got paragon spears. Both got teleportation transponders. Um, and that's purely because at London I bought the Forge World. Shield Captain model, and I also have the Ixian Hale model. You do, and I never—they never see the light of day. Nope. And I thought quite fun to use them. Mm. Um, they're going to sort of slip in with a couple of the um, custodian squads, <clears throat> just to bulk, bulk those up. I don't <clears throat> particularly want to run them with a sort of a, a death sort of star squad, basically, because I'm—I've yeah. got my Heterons. Mm. I'm taking four Heterons. Um, who will run with Valdor? Because I I like running them as his, as his sort okay. of elite bodyguard sort of thing. More this, you know, it's thematic. Yeah, exactly. It, that's that's the idea of them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's my excuse. At least I've got yeah three uh, spear custodian squads, uh, two squads of six, one squad of seven, and the squad of seven. Uh, it's got three three Adracite spears in, so they're the strength five AP two, uh, twelve inch range shots. Nice. With the death. spear, with yeah, uh, uh, with of instant course. death and and gets hot if I remember correctly. Oh dear, that's know, such a right? blow. I know. <laughs> um, but again, I've got the spears. I don't really, I haven't really used them a great deal. Right. And I thought I'll just bulk one squad with them. Because of the two squads of six, I'll put a shield captain in each of those to make them effectively seven-man squads. Got yeah. And then just have one that's slightly better at shooting to balance out the fact that the other two have got a shield captain in. 
Yep. One Caladius Scrav tank with the heavy blaze cannon, and then the Telamon with the Arachnus storm cannon, and uh, one fist. But that's yeah, that's what I'm taking. Nice. Taking for the weekend. Yes, something for the weekend, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of my standard. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, standard list I take these days, basically. The tried and tested. Very good. Yeah. So, um, what about yourself? So, uh, well, I've gone for the two lists, but um, just to give me a, an option to take something a bit different if I want to. So, but this is pretty standard fare for me. So, again, a bit like you, these are sort of variants on the theme. Um, this is a bit of an amalgamation, really, of the the infantry list that I took to Blood and Glory um, last year and in the Heresy event this year in London. It was pretty hard. And if, I was like, I don't want to kind of take this again because it is a bit nasty. So I'm just going to leave it at home. So, But the, the HQ choices, which are the Master Signals, and what I had previously was the Loyalist version with um, Keir Vallon, uh, I've got again. So I've got a Master Signals, an Artist for Armour, nothing else, and a Warsmith uh, with an Iron Halo, Paragon Blade, Bog Height Charger, and a Servo Arm. Um, cool. I've got a Rapier Weapons Battery. So three of those, but not with uh, any Phosphex or anything. These are just quad heavy bolters. Mm-hmm. So I'm going for kind of um, volume of fire here. It's that they they generally do me pretty well because they're only 40 points uh, for, for one quad heavy bolter and actually that's a pretty good value because you know 18 shots re-rolling to hits wounding toughness four stuff on threes you're going to make the odds fail for against terminator for example with five man terminate squid i'd expect if i hit you with 18 shots you might lose one model maybe two if i'm lucky and that's quite a big hit i think from you know in terms of impact so they're pretty cool I've then gone for a sort of main standard infantry rollout, which is three squads, all the same. So I am spamming things, but they are troops. Um, Ten-man squads, additional close combat blades is the idea that I nicked from Michael a long time ago. Mm-hmm. The sergeant's got melter bombs because I like the idea that my units can deal with anything where possible. You know, you don't want to get a unit just tied up against a dreadnought and there's nothing they can do about it. So I like the idea of having a sort of multi-purpose as best they can be. So I've got three of those and then I've got a tactical support squad, which is a five-man support squad with plasma guns and additional combat blades. So that's my troops. I've got four troops um, and two HQs, one elite, and then my heavy support, which is obviously where the heavy lifting is usually done for an Iron Warriors army. I've got three predators and these are just predators with... Proto cannons and heavy bolters. Again, I'm going for volume of fire, 100 points each with a with a dozer blade, so they can get about uh, without having to worry about being um, immobilised, which happens to me far too often, which is why everything has dozer blades these days. Um, but you know, that's six shots from the heavy bolters and four shots from the predator cannon. The predator cannon's range is 48, which is actually pretty good uh, for four shots, so that can do some damage. But again, against anything with serious armour, it's not great. So this is really a sort of anti-infantry volume of fire thing. Moving on from that is, uh, I've got two of these, so as has been, been pointed out previously, it is a bit a bit spammy. Um, so these are arcuses, so they've got heavy bolters on the sides, not last cannons. Um, all of the heavy bolts have got shrapnel bolts as part of the Iron Warriors thing, which means they make pinning tests if they take a wound. And these have both got Sky Spear warheads. So 
that does give me some the only anti-aircraft cover that I've got um, to try and sort of shoot things down in intercept mode before they get to me to sort of put a load of cracker missiles into my tanks. Surprised they didn't so, take the neutron flux warheads. Do, do you know what? They're a bit. They're I've used them. They're a bit situational. So here's the thing, right? The neutron flux warheads have got a pretty poor AP, and they're not massively strong. And you waste, you're basically hoping that your opponent is going to fail a save to instant death them. Whereas actually, in reality, you've probably got more chance of killing a, a toughness seven um, monstrous creature with standing still and firing the cluster missiles than you have with the instant death uh, missiles because they get a save. So I think that on those, those aren't the neutron flux ones. They've got a much shorter range, 24 inches as well. So that's if you're within 24 inches of some of these big mechanic and robots, that's, that's the wrong place to be. So I think that just the normal missiles on the arc are some plenty for that. Um, and then I've got my Vindicators. So I've gone for the, like I said, I've gone for the sort of Rhino chassis stuff. So it's not, you know, really strong armour. Although they've got 39 at the front, the side armour's not so great. So I've gone for three Vindicators. Two of them have got the Laser Destroyer Array. Uh, this is an idea I nicked off of Chris Vett because they are really good at anti-tank. Um, the Laser Destroyers, you know, if you overcharge them, three shots, twin-linked, uh, strength nine, or um, I think they're Ordnance two. The ordnance three, sorry, if you if you if you don't move and overcharge them, and you know all you need is one or two penetrating hits, and then you're onto um, you know five to blow things up. So they're good for that. Uh, so a pretty effective unit. I haven't given them tank hunter because I've just run out of points, but that would be the that would be a, a reasonable upgrade for them. And then the third um, one in that squad is a demolisher. So this is with the demolisher cannon, strength ten, demolisher cannon. But that's got machine spirit, so I can shoot that at different targets in the laser destroyers, which will probably happen most times. So a reasonably handy unit, not too many points in that. And then I've got a Lord of War, of course, um, which is the Fellblade, because I really like the Fellblade model. And it's not ineffective. You know, it is quite good at taking out or at least getting a whole point or two off a Spartan because of the armor bane ranged armor bane gun, which is quite rare. Uh, the demolisher cannon on that usually does pretty well, and the laser, the quad lasers as well, are also pretty handy. So all round, a pretty good unit. It's very expensive points wise, but it just looks great, I think. So I've kind of put it in for rule of core reasons, and then my uh, default, I go nowhere without a defense line, and I've got a defense <laughs> line uh, with an ammo dump because I've rolled so many ones, it's it's not. It's not even funny anymore. So it's the one bit of reroll that I've got in the army other than the heavy bowers and the overcharging the laser destroyers. So that is that is my first list. The second list is identical, for one of a better word. The only slight difference is rather than having the um, predators, I've got for a Malkador assault tank instead. So okay. I, I've painted it. It looks great. I mean, it's 300 points, and it's never really worth 300 points, but... You know what? It's it's a cool looking model, and it'd be nice to have one on the battlefield. So yeah, that's yeah. that's it. So that's me. Should I nice. run through um, Mister uh, uh, Mister David's? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the third Mills brother, Dave, um, is playing with Graham's World Eaters, and as we said, we've had to make several adjustments to the list to make it legal. Um, oh, so we'll run through it quickly. Um, as his HQ, he's got Angron because he's taking Primarch's Chosen as his right of war. Mm. Um, his second HQ is a Moratat with Artificer Armor, a Jump Pack, 
melter bombs, a plasma pistol, and a volkite serpenter, which I think is a really, really good, good combination. Because you shoot the volkite until that misses, then you move on to the plasma. Uh, because if you start with the plasma, if the moment one plasma pistol, um, you know, overheats, it stops the chain fire. So and it overheats on a one or a two if you fire exactly. and chain fire there's, there's as well, nev- don't you? There's so. never any point in taking two plasma pistols, no. in my opinion. It's, no, I agree. It's worthless because because if one stops, you can't move on to the second one, which is why yeah. I bought two of the Moritats, one of each, and did the weapons that way. And I think yeah, I sold I, you I, the I, remaining parts, didn't I? You sold me this one, which is what I'm, what's being used. <laughs> what's ah. yeah. Yep, and then we've got elite section. We've got a contempt a cortis class dreadnought talon mm-hmm. um one contempt cortis has dread, a dreadnought chain fist and the other has a, a, a close combat weapon and then the other one is exactly the same i don't think it's got a chain uh, fist. no no it's got it, it has got chain no. fist. it's got two close it's combat weapons yeah then there's, okay. then there's a, a okay. second um, unit, a Contempt of Cortis class Dreadnought, um, yeah. with um, the two close combat weapons. Then in your elite yeah, section, you've got a Destroyer they, Fiber. They may get switched around in hindsight. They may get switched around. I, I may put the Chain Fist one on his own. That would actually make sense. That yes. would actually make sense. So we do that now. Yes, we'll put the chain fist one on his own. Okay. This is all right because because Dave has no idea. He he's not played. He's, he, he's seen the list. He knows the list, but he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't actually played Heresy either. No, he hasn't played seventh. Yeah, I for some time. Heresy. Not yeah. for some time. Yeah, I was going to say he's played seventh. He just hasn't. Yeah, yeah, he's played the game just not for a long time, yeah, yeah. or not yeah. in a tournament like this, or not a tournament, but an event like this anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, uh, go easy on him if you play him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll swap that round on the list. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, we'll put the chain fist one on his own. It'll yeah. make more sense. Then we've got a destroyer squad, five man destroyer squad, with melter mm-hmm. bombs, jump packs, yes. a missile launcher with suspensor web and rad missiles, and arse fighter yes. armor on the sergeant. Mm-hmm. Then in your troops, you've got um a five man terminator squad with catapultry army, armor, sorry, two chain fists, two power fists, a heavy flamer, a thunder hammer, and an anvilus pattern dread claw drop pod. Then you've got yes. a similar squad, except only one chain fist and three power fists. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. Pair of lightning got... claws. Is there a pair of lightning claws in that one? No. There is a pair of lightning claws in that oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. There is, yeah, pair of lightning claws. Yeah. Yep. Okay, then we've got another Terminator squad. This time it's a seven-man Terminator squad in Tartarus mm. armor, which is <laughs> nice. unheard of. I don't know. I think those actually suit the world world eaters. Um, no, they with, absolutely uh, do. Making sweeping yeah. assaults and that and running exactly. Back. Chris and I had some. Uh, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm a I don't exactly. Think, I absolutely don't agree with this fundamentally. Okay. No, because you're an Iron Warriors player, and you no. through your to your core. <laughs> I, I I think Tartarus armor is 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 undervalued in in the. Do you, I think I would rather it's... have a four plus save than I would have sweeping advance, and the reason is. Uh, what about running? These guys are in drop pods. No, they're in a. Yeah, the Catfrasher ones are. The Terminator, <laughs> yeah, ones, the Tartarus ones are in a Spartan. Get back in the Spartan if you I have love, to go with your way. I, I love how you're grumbling about the fact that, A, <laughs> I've given you seven Terminators <laughs> and your other brother has painted seven Terminators for you. But he'll have to with that. Yeah. Allow me to look at this uh, this gift horse in the mouth, if you will. Okay, so in this squad, <laughs> we've got two chain fists. Five pairs of lightning claws, and Ooh. they've got a Spartan assault tank with armored ceramite, 
an auxiliary drive, a flare shield, and frag assault launchers. So that is a squad I wouldn't want to get mixed up with, and I assume Angron's going uh, with them in the Spartan. Yes, I, yes I he one, is. There is one is... weakness here that I don't want to point out, but I'm going to have to at some point. Go on. Well, okay, Angron is not the most resilient of uh, of um, of no. the Paragon. What are called? Uh, Primarchs. Primarchs. Right? Primarchs. Yes. And the problem is that the the right of war, the Primarchs chosen. If he dies. When he does every game, you don't have any scoring units. That That's is a little fine. bit of downside. But it's, it's very thematic. I'll give you that. I run forward in the Spartan with Angron and some screaming guys He's... who can run and be quick and get in there. I am being slightly facetious because that the is the thing. Exactly is, though, he is in he's with a unit that has all got a better armor save than him that can look out, sir. Yeah. Not in a challenge, just to warn you. But yeah, you're right. You are right. He has got a big bubble of unit of guys There's around a sergeant him. sergeant to accept the challenge first time round. Yeah, no, probably has to issue. I don't think he can refuse a challenge at all. But anyway, thematically, he wouldn't. I mean, if I was, I don't, Agra, I don't run. I don't write lists for the. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a fun list. <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, I, want, I, want, I want Dave to. I want Dave to. Enjoy playing World Eaters. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I mean, you're right yeah. in that regard. There, there it's, a, it's a list that requires you just to run at the enemy and hope they just die in front of yeah. you very then, quickly. Then we've got an Ambulus Pattern Dreadclaw Drop Pod. Mm. And yeah. then in Heavy Support, I'm assuming uh, which the Contempt is going in, the, the Lone Contempt with the Chain Fist. Is going that's in the plan. Uh, yeah. Then in Heavy Support, you've got a Derrideo Dreadnought with Arrakis Heavy Laz Cannon Battery. and twin. Never leave home with that one. Has it not got the uh, missile launchers? Yes, it should have. They are in the points. I hope so, because it's not coming off the model. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm sure I'd put it on there. Okay. I'll double check. Uh, and then Right of War is Primarch's Chosen. I think that's a rather fun list to play. I'd I'd, I'd happily play that. That, that. that looks a lot of fun to play. It's, it is. Well, it between, is between the three of us. Yes. We, 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 between we, me, you and Dave, it's... <laughs> It's it's very much um, it fits the theme of the world. It is, i.e., there's everything in there is about getting forward and getting into assault, which is exactly what you'd want. I, I think this is to not sound too. I think this is my reaction to to London when I saw World Eaters armies not running and punching people yeah. in the face. Yeah. I think yeah. this is this is me just going. No, hang on a minute, guys. Yeah, they do. And that is that is very true. And I do remember us having that conversation and i've played even though i've played my world is you know fairly competitively i still maintain that that is what i would do and like i say if angron's in the challenge he's never going to refuse a challenge regardless if it's against you know lehman russ or whoever yeah um everybody will always go towards the enemy even if they don't have to they'll go towards them they go towards the biggest target and that's you know that spirit of how you play the game i think which is why, if I'm honest with you, I prefer now playing my World Eaters to my Iron Warriors in that regard, because they are more fun, simple yeah. as. The, the Iron Warriors are very, in the same as the sort of, the Legion itself, they're very stoic and they're very much, you know, about the percentages of war, whereas the um, World Eaters, I can just have some crazy fun and they can just go on an absolute rampage. Yeah, yeah. that's that's... That's what we want. Okay, so so that's that's the the list. They're available on our website. I'll put links to them in the show notes. Yes. Um, so if you've got any comments about them, we'd love to hear them. 
Um, so we've had a couple of comments from the from the players. I mean, uh, ben, Benjamin Smith, King Fluff, um, was um, Holy Lord, Holy Batman. The the the, the um the uh, traitors have taken a lot of Lords of War. I'm just going to point out, Ben. <laughs> you can't let it lie, can I'm just going to I'm just going to point out, Ben, for this one. You've taken two Telemons. And I'm also going to say the surprise unit that made my, you know, if you want to talk about eyebrow raising units, okay, you know, that whole thing when you think, what's that do? And then you read it, you think, oh, my God, that's what that does. Just have a look at what the navigator does. It's an absolute monster. I've never seen points. that in game. Neither have I. And I it's going to be great. Will. It's absolutely lethal. I mean, it's just, a, it's 50 points of, of win. So, yeah, just and watch it's, out for that. It's cost him a bit more than 50 points because he's taken a cyber familiar, digital lasers, and a Nuncio Vox. Okay. So, 75 points. But, you know, at the end of the day, that unit has got some great abilities, the best of which, which is terrifying when combined with um, the Talents of the Emperor list, is the ability, without having a Deny the Witch possibility, to give your unit minus two to be hit. So <laughs> just a leadership test and minus two to hit. So just imagine that with your shield captains coming at you and you can't shoot them to death because you're a minus two to hit them all the time. Just a little heads up there, folks. But apart from that one, <laughs> that did cause some eyebrow raising. I won't deny so sorry about that, Ben, but it was like, wow, that's a surprise. Um, there is one with a, we have got a Titan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. There is a Titan. We have, just we have just the one. It's, just the one it's not as bad as the Titan list last, well, the Titan list last time. It's a, it's a little bit more balanced. I, I think the Titan list last time was a Cults and Militia one, which was actually so... A, but unbelievably effective. Um, this is, I think, it's got a little bit more uh, giving it here, here and there. Yeah, and in his second list, he, first of all, he hasn't taken two lots of uh, double-barrel turbo destructor lasers. Um, he's only taken one in one list, and his yeah. other weapon is a Vulcan Mega Bolter. And in his second list, he's taken the plasma plast gun and a Mega Bolter. So, to be fair to Joe, though, he knew that this was tough, and he said, you know, and he was absolutely happy with the. Um, and we, we did quite a lot to balance that list by, by adding additional effects and reducing certain effective units. It was absolutely cool with that. And I'm, you know, credit to the guy. But we would have to do that again, potentially, with um, if we find a list that is just, you know, out of step, you know, just not, not to make it unplayable, not to make it a losing list, but just to bring it slightly down a bit to, to make the game enjoyable for both players. Yeah, like, for example, we made... Um, we made- Thousand Sun Sekhmet's uh, uh, roll for their powers last time. Yep. It's interesting because, um, yeah, I mean, somebody actually pointed out, I think it was Pete Reese who pointed out before the event and said, hey, guys, just so you know, I'm a Thousand Sun player. I don't think we shouldn't roll for our things. It's a, it's a big debate about it, but I think it's only fair we do it. And we looked at it and we thought, you know what, Pete, that's absolutely right. We will we'll put that rule in place, and that's what we did. Um, but I think there's other things that we did, you know, and they're kind of more about the narrative. They are actually genuinely linked to the narrative. They're not just us, you know, making stuff up. Although we are making stuff up, but they are. But they are. We've, they made, are, it, we've made it up in advance. You know? Yeah, and that, and yeah, and they have a link back to the narrative. So not just weird effects that happen for no good reason. They will make na- They will make story sense. But 
you know, where we implement them or if we implement them, just to let you know, it isn't about, um, you know, making one better than another. It's just about bringing the levels so they make a bit more sense to people where we do have a discrepancy. And in terms of balancing, we've got three separate mechanisms now to balance these lists, right? We've got the uh, targets of um, interest, so the naughty the, list, as it's been nicknamed. The, the infamous naughty list. We've also got our in-game um, balancing things that we can add to any mission to, to, you know, to add an effect. For example, in the last game, in the last one, we reduced the um, Medusa uh, ability. So this is for um, cults and militia to not. They couldn't use the breach shells. So it just gave them a bit less anti-tank. It didn't have a huge effect, but it was basically your supply of breacher shells has been intercepted by the enemy. You don't have it anymore. Yeah. And things like that. Just little tweaks here and there just to you know bring, take the edge off some stuff. And the third thing is, which what Michael's saying is, what we'll do is we'll also ratify this against as if this was a tournament with using a Swiss-style thing based on victory points. So we can see if there's any massive discrepancies. So quite a lot of effort's gone into try and balance this as best we can. Yeah, because we do let try and let people pl- pair up um, reasonably easy. But what we're going to do is compare the pair-ups that end up happening against the Swiss. And if we see, you know, completely off the chart, unbalanced yeah. matchups, we're going to have to, we're going to have to change those. And, and that's always been the case. We've always reserved, you know, when the way that this works for those who aren't familiar is that ultimately you choose where you're going to attack and where you're going to defend. It's, it's a player decision, but obviously that may mean that you're defending uh, and you're being attacked by an army that on paper, or at least on the scores that we've had is much more powerful than yours. So we may move those around before the actual game start, but from a thematic and narrative point of view, you won't notice it. No, it, it it works pretty pretty well once we sort of got our yeah. process down last year. So yeah, I think there um, was there were some concerns because what we did last year is we had all the strong lists would never be able to fight each other, which I think was in retrospect we didn't think about or I didn't think about. Um, you probably did, Chris, and just thought, oh, Graham, I'm just going to not tell him, but. It became apparent, didn't it, that we had these really strong yeah. lists, but they never fought each other. So we've changed that to, to give the opportunity for that to happen, or actually almost make sure that does happen. So and that was a good bit of feedback that we got. But the actual end result of the first time we ran this was just above a draw, which is, from an event organiser's point of view, is ideal, because it means that one side didn't just annihilate the other that it was always close, that it was always in contention right up to the last game, which is the best place you can be if you're an organiser. Absolutely. Yeah. It's okay. going to be, oh, it's only, it's just, that's only a week away. By the time the show goes out, it'll be less than a week away. I can't. stuff to do, but I've... Yeah, look at the list now. I can't call it. I've got no idea who's going to... Yeah, I can... I've, I've... Just so people know that me, me and... Me and Graham, because obviously we're playing and running, we're putting ourselves on the naughty list, as it were. Yeah, people are going to know where we're going. So that yeah. yeah, but you're not in. You're not instead of someone else. You're sort of in addition. So uh, was yeah. it six players on the naughty list, it's, including yourselves? So gonna, I think we did five we last time. So I think, yeah, I think we're doing yeah. So Somewhere five between... and us or. Yeah, it'll be time between six and between five and seven. It'll be somewhere around those, those numbers. We're just going to finalise our um, yeah finalise our entrance. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. right. So shall we move on to events that are coming up? Yes. Yeah. All right, guys, this is the t- part of the show where we take a look at what events are coming up in the UK over the next uh, few months. And if we haven't mentioned an event, it's because as far as you know, it's all sold out or tickets aren't yet on sale. Um, as always, we keep a list of events on our website, so you can keep an eye on that. Or you can go to the UK Horus Heresy group, uh, the event group. Um, and if you want to shout anything out, please drop us a message on Facebook or email therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. So, let's have a look and see what we got. We got first of all, we got our event next weekend. Yay! No tickets for that. Yes, but you know, yes, yes, yes. We we have to mention it. Um, Then on the seventh of October, it's Adeptus Titanicus one day event at Boards and Swords in Derby. Cool. Now I am actually on holiday, not too far from this at one point, and I did kind of slyly say to the girls. You know, there's mm-hmm. a brave man. You're yeah, a brave yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, brave. and they were like, basically, if, um, well, I, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, regular people who know me will know that, uh, Megan, my girlfriend, has just, uh, come out of hospital, um, where she had a, an emergency appendicitis because her appendix exploded. Crikey. Um, while she was on holiday. Yeah. How is she? Just... Oh, she's, she's, she's much better. She still can't, oh, you know, do very much because it no. was a full, it was a full open. <laughs> open one because the you know they had to drain all the pus out okay. and yep. pick, yep. pick yeah yeah very that nurgly was... very nurgly How... she's fine That's yeah good. she's fine but getting there but and, uh, and it was sort of like they pulled the whole you wouldn't leave okay. you, you wouldn't you, they they pulled the whole you wouldn't leave your girlfriend who's just had a who's just had open surgery alone uh, yeah, that's 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 gonna you can't mate I'm sorry it's no, just not in the I code can't. well we've got a hot tub on holiday so you know. Well, and we're going to Warhammer World the, ne- the day after. Okay, way okay, great. <laughs> Smashing. I look forward nice. to the photographs. Yeah, no, don't say that. What we'll me, and to- me and a hot? Well, me and a hot? You want to see a photo of me in a hot tub? Really? Oh yes. Yeah. We'll be on to the the lovely novellas in a minute. Let's just move the <laughs> yeah. for, for goodness sake on. Okay, twenty uh, seventh October. <laughs> it's uh, Death World Akar Part Two: The Rakelian Wars in Nottingham. That's the Nottingham one. Uh, then 2nd of November, it's Blood and Glory at uh, Derby. Uh, and we're all yes. there. Yay! We are. The gang yeah. is all there for the third time this year that we've been all together. Fourth time this year, wouldn't it? Third time? Third time. Third time. No, fourth time. Fourth yeah, fourth time. time. Yeah, yeah. Two, two coming in. Two coming in. Yeah, this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then the day wow. after that is. It's like we know each other. It is. Must be. Uh, the 3rd of November, the Death World Akar Part 2, the Raquelian Wars in Southampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, then 10th of November, we've got Sin City at Wellingborough. That's a, a greeting. I think it's a greetings from the warp event. Yes. Greetings from the warp event. Um, Cover was quite good. Quite like the way they did the thing. Very different. Yeah. It's a Centurion, Centurion event. Mm. So that's happening. Um, then you've got, um, 10th of November as well. Death World 2, Death World Akar Part 2, the Rakelian Wars. Third one. Uh, well, no, I yep. think they've run one. Previous, they've run quite a few of these because they're very popular. Uh, good, yes. old, good old perfect Pete Dunn and his um and his thirty k frontier stuff. Then yeah. on the twenty third of November, we've got Titan Death at Gerardus Station. I'm just going to check that one because there was a bit of talking about was that going to move, and I haven't double checked the event. Um, okay. 
no update since the 5th of June when he said it might be moved. But, um, so that's a, okay. that's a Titan and Knights event only. So okay. get in contact with King Fluff if you want details on that one. We can speak to him this weekend. Yes, we can. <laughs> we can. Uh, then we've got 24th of November. We've got the clearances of Druum. Um, in Sterling, me and Graham are going up to that long with Richie and Gareth. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. That yes, they, uh, we're staying in a Premier Inn, yeah. Not not travel lodge. Travel lodge, or is it a Premier? It's one of the two. One of the I two. Gareth sorted it out. Either way, no, very low. Book it, you're fine. Very low yeah, chances basically. of um, of chemical Many weapons. Chemical weapons. Yep. And then we've got second of December. We've got the Spartan Act Second Sedition in Coolsden. Um, and that uh, is a follow-on to the very successful Spartan Axe edition, which was earlier this year, and that actually looked looked a lot of fun. They had a very Coulson's good... in Surrey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surrey Spartans. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then okay. on eighth of December, it's uh, the Road to Terrors event, the Scouring of Melos at Element Games in Stockport. That should be interesting. Yep. And then on the ninth of December. It's the siege of Atlini, Atanli, I'm not sure. Yeah. South Wiltshire um, War Gamers uh, are running that event in um, in Durrington Working Men's Club, uh, just out Salisbury. Um, yeah. No comments about chemical weapons. Hopefully. I was going to say that's yeah. a rather nice segue into wrapping yeah, all this up. Definitely. And then 20th of, July, of January, it's Graham's favourite event, Whack and Cheese. That is such an awesome name. I consider going to it, great. just but uh, but it's a bit far south for me, uh, you know, in early January. Um, well, actually, it's my it's my birthday that weekend or nearish. Well, they've got three mm. players so far. Okay. Oh, Mark Frost is going, so maybe a Warhound. Yeah, whack and cheese. <laughs> I mean, you've got Warhound or two, haven't you? Yeah, I've got one. I don't know, but I would just. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so I would have to say all of my. You know, concerns about being that guy could just disappear for one event. Exactly, yep. exactly. Uh, the XLC Gaming Centre in Northampton. It's an interesting mm-hmm. idea for an event, and good on them. Hang on, just mm. very quickly. When have you ever had concerns about being that guy? I thought you would not believe how much I spend umming and ahhing about unit choice. To be fair, he does. He does do that. He does do that, Chris. He's he's always he's always saying, "Is this too much? Is this too much?" That's just what I say to my wife, but that's another story. <laughs> um, the... We're turning into Radio Free Isfahan this episode. <laughs> we are, we really are. This it's episode a bit much. is bad, isn't it? It's terrible. Sorry, apologies to all our listeners who normally tune in for sensible... It's, it's, the, stress of next, it's the stress of next week. We have this gone is... a bit to carry on this week. We're, so we're apologies. Yeah, normal service will be reviewed, but actually, aren't we going to... Oh, no... We were considering whether we should uh, speak to Dave on on the podcast, weren't we? To talk about <laughs> that would that would be carnage. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll... Speak for half an hour at the at the event. We'll, we'll record something, maybe a mini episode yeah. uh, for, yeah. for the Dreadclaw. Uh, yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, that's, and that's then we've up. got first of March is Company of Legends, um, yes. but that's sold out now. Um, but we'll keep you updated <laughs> with how that goes, and any reserved tickets will. Um, We'll obviously yeah. talk to people about. Then the 9th of March is the Dispute of Iron at Polesworth, uh, which is another King Fluff event. Uh, I'm just going to, um, which, um, I, is that one of his Xenocide ones? I don't know if we're listing them. No, it's a, it's heresy. 
Um, okay. He's talked about doing someone with Xenos in it, but um, we'll, okay. we'll not talk about Xenos. And then yeah. Scribes of War, Chris Gibson has asked us to tell people to keep an eye out for the 30th of March. Scribes of War are going to hold an event in Stafford-upon-Avon. So they haven't given, we haven't got any details for that yet, apart from the fact that it's happening. Yeah, so put it in your calendar if you're in that yeah. area. So at the moment, we've got uh, an event for every every um, month, apart from February. Got you. So, I mean, look at November, one, two, three. I mean, it's one every weekend in November. In fact, there's two in some weekends. December, even going up to the end of the year, you know, there's a, three or four events. No, Could I be... think the, the, the middle weekend in November, there's nothing happening. Oh, yeah, third, second year, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even so, heresy is far from dead, my friends. Not far from dead. How many events we've had this year that we've that we've told people about? I wonder what the list is. You know what? I'll, I'll add it up for the for the for the for the last episode of the year um, oh, yeah, because yeah. I think we'll we'll take an overall view of heresy in the UK yeah. at this time and talk about you know the whole heresy is dead thing. Um, and we'll say, look, this is how many independent events this were, were this year. I don't think heresy. Yeah, we'll, Maybe we'll, we should, yeah so do a summing up of the year. All the yeah, highs and we'll, lows we'll, and we'll, we'll do a summary. Okay, yeah. so then we've got other events. We've got third and fourth of November which we can't go to, the Black Library Weekend in Nottingham. Um, mm-hmm. Greg is talking about um, taking a trip over to Derby in the evening of Blood and Glory because um, he's very upset that he can't go to this. Yes. <laughs> and then the 24th and 25th of November, it's the Warhammer 40k Open Days at Warhammer World, which I can't go to either because I'm at the clearances of Durham and it will be the first 40k Open Days I've missed since they started them. Um, but that's okay that's okay they usually have a little heresy there but um it's not heresy heresy focused so okay okay so uh and then we'll we've mostly updated you on company of legends we told you what yep. scenery we painted i've just finished oh, yes. washing putting the second wash on a bunch of uh, another bunch of um promethium refinery stuff and um yeah we're we're getting there obviously the march yeah. event completely sold out um mm. gives me the whole imposter feeling you know um i'm thinking what i'm going to do for this one because i've got kind i think we've, we're going to have enough money for it is doing an event dice for everyone all right okay so what do you that guys think cool. about that maybe yeah, i think it'd be nice for people to have something to... yeah an event dice and maybe a pin badge or something because that should be yeah that should be all right because uh, nice. you know we want to give people value for money yeah i was quite like the idea of having you know sort of stickers or something that you can take away and you can so if you go to every event you can look back and say wow that person's been to five of these you know that kind of thing yeah it'd be quite cool yeah yeah um okay so we've got that going on so what uh, what we'll do is um oh, we'll, uh... the, other, the only other thing i suppose is oh, yeah. about the state of play we haven't had any confirmation yet back about of course, our, yeah. um centurion event that was supposed to be running at blood and glory and time's kind of ticking away but um, well, uh, we're not. We're not going to pester. We're not going to pester Greg at this. He's on his honeymoon. He's on his honeymoon. Yeah, so, I, I was going to yeah. save this for the close to basically say. Well, ah. we'll, we'll save it for the close. We'll 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 okay. mention that in the close. I'm really good at just like stepping forward in time. Sorry, Michael. That's all right. You do it all the time. How, 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 it know. wouldn't be an episode without it. True enough. <laughs> True enough. Okay, so <laughs> we'll we'll go into the close and we'll mention that then. Yes. All right, so we'll go. We're going into the close of the show, uh, and um, obviously Graham jumped yeah. the gun a little bit, but we we wanted to we wanted wow. to um, uh, basically congratulate Greg 
and Emma mm. aren't getting uh, yes. married. You know, our Very invitation good. must have got lost in the post. I'm not surprised anyone is there. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's fine. Filthy Northern. That's fine. Speak for yourselves. Speak for yourselves, chaps. But no, no, no. Congratulations. It looked wonderful. Um, obviously, he, he hurt his foot beforehand, didn't he? He did play yes. playing football. Yeah. It did like everyone had a jolly good time for the, the yes. small amount of photos we've seen coming out of it, which is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, it turned stuff. out I had quite a few friends there. It was quite um, okay, quite interesting. Cause anyway. Tom Sargent was there. Uh, I think Tom ben, Sargent ben Williams was there. Was there. Uh, Joe oh. was there. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, it looked wonderful. Yeah. So well done, Graham. Not Graham. Yeah. Greg. Graham. Wonderful yeah. to be married. <laughs> I, I will say it is great actually being married, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Chris is just. <laughs> we'll, we'll drop some more hints for you later, Chris. Mm, yeah. right. we, we haven't we haven't been in contact with the girlfriend so yeah okay anyway moving very very swiftly yes this time. so we'll go into the close what so what what is that to say really other than you know basically just goodbyes thank you yeah it's been yeah, fun yeah. as so always please leave us some reviews on itunes follow us on fa- facebook twitter instagram youtube links to that are in the show notes you want to get in touch yeah. Post on our Facebook wall, send a message to that account, or email us at, at the rush at Edge of Empire. Um, yeah. If you want to help out the show, uh, we've got an affiliate link with Audible, so you can sign up to get your Horus Heresy audiobooks through them with a month's free trial. After that, it's seven ninety nine a month for an audiobook, and just about all the Black Library books are on there. Uh, there's only one Heresy book which isn't. Um, because it's not being published as an audiobook, it's just a little collection of short stories. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, some great stuff on Audible. I actually think it's a rather, rather wonderful service, and I highly recommend it to everyone. Not just to get a kickback on them. And uh, yeah, Element Games I mentioned as well. Did I? No, no. Nope, but Element Games. Yeah, you, you have now. You go through the link on our website. Um, you can purchase your wargaming toys through Element Games, um, and they give us a couple of couple of quid for a, uh, you know every order you do as well, which is. Uh, which is nice and uh, helps run the and, show. Uh, I know we do, you know, we talk about them a fair bit, but I, I don't find, I've never found anyone as good as them. And that's a, that's a genuine thought for me. Yes, it's, no. it's the easiest thing in the world ordering from them. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I like getting my stuff from just at battle bunker as well. I like getting some stuff from direct from GW. I kind of have this policy of, I kind of like to spread my love around for. I was like, see if, if I'm sure you do. Um, <laughs> the, the, the well, problem... I do have a girlfriend and a wife. <laughs> if, if there's, oh, Jesus. If there's a particular airbrush paint I want, I can. I know I can go to Element Games, order it. I'll get it, and then you know, next day, if I depending on what yeah. time I ordered. Yeah, yeah. Element, Element Games are pretty good for, 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 for They've good. got a they've got yeah. a wide range of not just not just um, Warhammer. They've got you know you've got your obviously the other Games Workshop games, Shades by Age of Sigmar. Um, but other games as well. Batman, Drop I've got the Commander. Paint ranges as well. You know, things like the Valero um, paint ranges, which I use quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the so, but anyway, fantastic stuff. And I think the other thing we were talking about just before the we close off was we are going to do a kind of review of the year um, in the last episode in December. So if you've got any ideas about anything you want us to cover um, that's happened over the last year or anything that we've touched upon that you want us to go back and look at or anything you'd like to see, we'd love to or hear everything from you because we've got wrong. Well, that would probably be a, a, a two or three shows. Um, but just drop us a line, like I say, either via Messenger or on the Facebook page about what you'd like to, just to cover, and we'll get to it. So don't worry. 
also, um, as a, I think we were talking about, uh, because I think we should should mention this. Um, there's obviously quite some controversy at the minute with the uh, price increases for for. for Goodness, you can do that at the end. Okay, go on. Yeah, no, I just want to say we we've mentioned that we were going to speak to some people about that. We are going to get yeah. around to do, doing that properly, but we want to do it in a fair and balanced way that isn't simply everyone shouting and going, "This is this is terribly unfair. This is wrong." And uh, we want to try and. You know, give it a, give it a little bit of time to bed down and then speak to people and say, look, how has it affected your hobby? How has it affected your area? Um, and, and see what it's like afterwards, as it were. Yeah. I mean, we, that's exactly it. I mean, we don't want to be, um, sort of ranting at people and because nothing we can do about it. I mean, fundamentally, it's just from our point of view, as people who live in the UK, it's difficult sometimes to understand the impact of these things on people who are having to pay additional prices and stuff like that. And there's a whole raft of, geopolitical activity that this is all linked to as well so it's an interesting subject from a news point of view we want to make sure if we cover that we cover it in a way that is um informative as well as um you know know, useful and and gives a balanced representation of both sides we're we're just kind of letting um we're just letting the the steam um as it were die off a bit so that um people can sort of um give us how they're feeling after you know, hmm. after the initial anger. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so it's, it's if, if, you know, if, if we sort of had a communication with you online and we said we're interested in chatting to you, we are interested in chatting you still, don't worry. Yeah. It's not forgotten. We're just between what we're doing hobby wise, what we're doing personally, uh, you know, we've just got to make sure we can get all the times lined up so we can all have a. Yeah, you know, and we, we cover it in the, in the way that we, we think yeah, it's fair. We give it the time that it records. Yeah. I know we're, we're, you know, three people into this podcast or whatever. Um, so, you know, we're not talking about news night here, but ultimately we still think it's, uh, you know, our duty to cover these things in a proper and informed manner because we think that's what you want to kind of hear as listeners. So I was going to go packed full Paxman just ask the same question 12 times. Yeah, maybe we should try. <laughs> but yeah. So well, we'll it's not, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not these guys who are going to be answering the questions. I mean, at the end of the day, we no. really want to ask this stuff of Games Workshop, but yeah. Let's be honest, we're not going to get those answers from them. But no, we gave them the opportunity, I think, is basically what we're saying here. But I think if we're going to do this, we'll get people's feedback a bit further down the line and we'll use that to then ask if we can get a comment. And we know the chances of Bob Open, no hope of Games Workshop even bothering to acknowledge the email in the first place. But if they do, and we can say, look, we just want some answers around this and see what your views are on it and, you know, just to, so we can understand it and so that people can get a balanced view of things and that's that's really where we want to be because we're not we're yeah. not about sensationalism or anything like that yep. okay okay all right so uh on that we'll um we'll call it a night so yes so it's good night from me and it's good night from me and it's good evening good morning whenever you listen to this podcast from me yeah to, to wrap. all right bye bye Thank <laughs> you.